0: Teams commanders and welcome to episode 279 of Lave Radio, the show that likes to talk about the universe of elite and the fantastic community that surrounds it. I'm your host, Commander Phoenix Fire, Chief Archivist of Lave Station, and joining me in the orange the bar for this episode, we have our um, Chief Bar Steward, Grant Psycho Cow, Wolcott.
1: Good evening everybody.
0: <laughs> we also have uh, our com- our Deputy Trade Attaché, Commander Suvarine.
2: What up? Uh,
0: we have our Inhuman... Oh, no sh- no, Commander Shan tonight? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Well, then we do have our Inhuman Resources Director, Commander Shan.
3: Hello again.
0: Hello. I thought
3: uh, I'd been exiled. Are you not well, talking to me? Well, there's not a tick in the box. This is- I am the box. You are the box.
0: <laughs> ben, take over.
3: <laughs>
2: selenium. Why does it have to be selenium?
0: Uh, and that is Ben moss woodward Commander Edelweiss, our Head of Health and Safety here at Lave Station. Joining us for tonight's episode, we have the fantastic teacher that is exegious from the YouTube and the ET Tutorials website.
4: Uh, thanks for having me, guys. N- nice to be here
0: glad to have you along so if you wish you um, can join us live where are we all hanging out guys
2: uh, I am I am actually looking for selenium and I am lurking around the TNIL system because I also I also like graveyards even though Mike's not given me one yet
1: uh, I'm, docked, I see. I'm docked up in leave station in my uh, cow type
5: 9 uh, I, I am lazy lo- but I'm heading out to the Pleiades in about 5 minutes
0: Oh, nice! There's plenty of Thargoids there for you to have a look at.
5: <laughs> That's uh, what I'm going to do. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: I will be flying uh, my uh, my San- uh, the sanctimonious my Asp Explorer back to uh, Lake Station, and uh, hopefully we'll be hanging out by the Sidewinder Bar uh, just because basically I can. Uh, so, but if you can't get to us in game, you can also join us in the Twitch chat channel, which you can access through laveradio.com slash live and click on the live chat, or you can go straight to twitch.tv slash radio. So, as per usual, we will go around the crew uh, and the guests, uh, see what they've been up to this week. Uh, and uh, yes, so we'll, we'll start with Commander Shan. How have you been for the last week?
3: I've been doing very well. had a... I- great time on Thursday, which I'm sure we'll touch on later. Mm-hmm. Um, in game, I have been working on my permits. I thought you had everything. Um, no, there was one permit I found I was missing, which I then sort of worked on today to, to get, um, I think I've got most of the ones you can get actually. I mean, there's one you could only get briefly, I think, because the, uh, Stars aligned and the factions are in the right place. You could actually get the mission, but I missed that one. So I'll just have to, uh, wait until it comes back. So yeah, that's what I'm doing in game, getting permits, flying around, doing missions. And outside of game, I have been working mostly. Nothing really fun going on in the Shan household this
0: week. Oh, is that a good, is that fun as in fun, fun or fun as in fun?
3: Well, it's just the, the, the shan wings have been um, doing boring stuff. No, they've been pretty boring. Um, yeah, they've just kind of just been existing and sucking our money up.
0: Oh, no, we don't want we don't want Shan to be in the poor house, do we?
3: No, I wish I could convert credits into pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all wish that.
0: Yes, wouldn't life be a lot easier if we had the amount of pounds or dollars in our back pocket that we've got in credits? <laughs> so on on
5: that uplifting note, Commander Souverine, how have you been? Uh, great, thanks. Uh, I've been, what have I been doing? My neighbours and I have been... Um, arguing. <laughs> no, fighting. no. No, no, they're, they're, they're great. Oh, they're, they're great mates, actually. We've been—I'm um, sure they have been kissing each other occasionally. Um, but um, no, we, since mid-December, we've been watching all of Star Wars um, chronologically from the beginning, including all the the weird. Um uh, <laughs> no, you don't watch Star Wars chronologically. Uh, did, you, well, did you watch the holiday special?
2: <laughs> <laughs> no. You've got one more. <laughs> what's,
5: what's the holiday
2: special. Oh, I'll let oh you God. find out for yourself. Not forgetting no, the three no.
5: Ewok movies. So, Silverine, so no, don't do that. Don't don't do it. We've we just finished uh we finished Return of the Jedi last night, and uh I feel like I've spent rather a long time in a galaxy far far away at this point. You um, watch
3: you watch the Machete Order, that's the only way to watch a Star Wars films. Machete order. Mm-hmm. Is that four, five, one, two, three, six, seven, eight, nine? <laughs> one, is
0: op-
3: one is optional. One is optional.
0: One is optional. I don't know. After the last one, I think one's actually quite good these days. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely that. Is, 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 you, you insert rogue one before four. Hmm <sighs>
5: so that means you'd start off with Rogue one <laughs> anyway yeah, yeah. Ca- ca- carry on. <laughs> uh well uh, you guys are uh, yeah i mean so uh so that's what we've been doing and um uh and it's it's prompted many conversations like like this one um along the lines of which were the shittest which were the best what that even means um and uh and uh, I, I was a I, I was a fully paid up member of the of the orthodoxy of the prequels are shit the original trilogy is the best until I saw the Rise of Skywalker which is mm-hmm. the biggest pile of steaming raccoon carcasses I've ever like it's just it's so horrendous it's it's just it's so mindless um, and I was like screw this right I'm going to go back and watch those prequels because they can't be this bad they just can't be that bad. And uh, and they're not. They are not as bad as the Rise of Skywalker. Um, I'm going to completely. And I will. There, but... I will fight whichever nerds want to want to um, <laughs> want to debate that with me yeah. because
4: you're just you're just completely wrong. Like the Rise yeah. of Skywalker so, is just the worst so couple think, of hours I've sat through in ages. I have to ask: Do you think Rise of Skywalker is worse than Last Jedi, or is Last Jedi worse?
5: I don't. Um,
4: no. I think I the Rise of Skywalker Last is far far the worst of all of them. Oh, no, no
5: way, no. no, last no I respect I really you so this. much
4: less.
3: God, no. um, um, are we allowed to talk spoilers now? It's been out. I, I think we can. Maybe it's crazy,
4: really it. Yeah, I would think so. If the Rise of
2: Skywalker it. undoes the steaming pile of shit that was,
5: <laughs> and <laughs> so then makes it even more steaming. It's got it's no plot. plot. The characters have no arc. It's. It didn't not... have
4: an arc. They went off and fucked the characters all in episode eight. It's <laughs>
0: Oh, I, I mean, intent. look,
4: in, I'm sorry, when you have your main protagonist go to murder his nephew child, and all of a sudden that's what our hero is going to do in a moment of weakness, that that that's to me, there's nothing more egregious than that. And not only that, but the whole scene when he just tosses his lightsaber over his shoulder, like it's just oh, and piece of garbage, right? Those two things for right there for me. I mean, you know, we're not even getting into, you know, the the Holdo maneuver, no. you know, uh, Blue milk, um, you know. I mean, I, you know, yeah. I could go on and on about how bad I think. And uh, I, I didn't yeah, think yeah. Rise of Skywalker thing. was great either. I mean, I think it's the second worst. But I think Last Jedi is by far the worst of all of them. For me, the the character
3: Ray is the worst. She's such a terrible Mary Sue character. You know, it just kind of. Oh. And welcome yeah. to the Star Wars podcast.
0: Well, first of all, <laughs> I have to point out that the character Ray was actually created by George Lucas. His original Seven Eight Nine was supposed to have a, pro- um, a female protagonist very similar to Ray. But, however, I think that's about she wasn't the meant to be only half thing. His
2: daughter, oh, no, rather.
0: I don't think. Well, uh, I'm not going to go into this because um, I know that I will get a little bit annoyed just like the rest of you
3: (laughs) and uh, I would like to move the show along well one last thing (laughs) the the thing about Rise of Skywalker is it completely negates Vader's turn towards the
5: light the whole thing is just completely wiped out Yep. Complete, it completely but nullifies the whole sacrifice. of Return of the yeah. Jedi. Completely, like it, it, completely trivializes. It pretty much trivializes the entire original trilogy, and it, and it completely undermines its own stakes by by yeah by oh god, it's just garbage. As X Pain said in chat, <laughs> Palpatine won. Yeah. That's, that's complete nonsense kill me and then you'll turn into a sith and then she kills him two seconds later and everything uh,
0: uh, like, no, I, I know what this is before everybody gets started it's the, <laughs> the intention behind the action if you go and murder someone and you kill them in anger you are headed towards the dark side if you kill someone in self-defense
5: then that's hunky dory it's, it's as simple as that she killed him she, she looked pretty angry when she when she killed him with two lightsabers Um, I think that was just determination. (laughs) Right, sure. Right, okay. This sounds quite (laughs) academic. Um, I think this is. It is.
0: But as as old school Star Wars fans, I I
3: guess we can all just say,
0: Disney, what the hell have
3: you done? The only thing that says Star Wars this year and
4: last year, I think, or this year, was The Mandalorian. Mm. Oh, Mandalorian's fantastic, as yeah. Oh, yeah. shush, no, we, I haven't, haven't seen, seen any of it yet. Uh, oh, okay, yes. okay. Um, um, I haven't managed to see
5: it either, I really... No spoilers, no, it w- is absolutely... We, we can't the best see it thing. in the UK yet. Can we not? Oh, cool. I flew because to a bar,
2: she you can.
5: You're the VPN crowd, aren't you? I bet you lot have yeah. watched it.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> I've totally watched it, but we're not meant to have watched it yet. That's
5: sad.
0: Right. Well, moving on from obviously the 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 complete nerd rage uh, that's been happening. Just
2: mentioning Disney ruining things. Oh no! Should we mention Galaxy's Edge? I don't know. I haven't
0: been to Galaxy's Edge.
2: I've not been there, but you know, if you went to a Star Wars theme thing, which would you like it to be? Would you like it to be maybe a little bit from all the eras? You know, Uh get a bit of your nostalgia on. Or Would you like it only to be? The new fucking stuff.
5: This is not going well. I'd like it to be a Jar Jar Binks experience. (laughs) Oh, God! (laughs) Where you just get get to sit on his knee and and he tells you what you're going to get for Christmas and you get to twiddle his ears. That's what I'd like. Mmm, Misa no. I
2: love the whole Daftar Jar Jar thing. That could have worked so
4: well. I so wish they'd have done that. Yes, I completely agree. <laughs> what, right at the very end, or Misa De side.
3: Misa Boo Boo. Did you see the Saturday Night Live version of Undercover Boss with Kylo Ren? Have no, oh, those are
0: hilarious. Oh, actually, yes, I did. Yes,
3: I
2: have. Yes, I have.
3: No, they're, 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 they've done an updated
0: one. Oh ben. right, okay. Uh, it's, it's funnier the second time round.
2: Oh wow.
0: <laughs> um, yes, well, okay. Let's draw a line under the Star Wars <laughs> thing because we are here to not uh, about a galaxy far, far away. We are about a galaxy very, very close, and in the future, not in the past. So, everyone, take a deep breath while I ask. Grant, how's your bathroom?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, had to, I had to make a mad dash from the floor where I was lying. <laughs> Ah, oh, right, um, Picard, right, so, has Picard <laughs> say the oh, Star god, Trek Picard franchise or so what? Well, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh um, god, yes. Bathroom's not done, <laughs> uh, Moof is now on, this this is really cool, he's on medication, a new medication that starts soon, uh, unfortunately he requires medical, um, personnel to be on hand, for taking it because there is a potential likelihood of death. So that's what? nice. Oh <laughs> bloody hell. So, like that.
0: Oh slight chance of death. You'll be up in the morning.
1: What? <laughs> so you are you're potential there
5: potential likelihood of two different
1: things. <laughs> you're well. there to make sure that we're okay. No no, we're just there to witness it. No, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, essentially the one he was on recently has uh, a uh, a potential. The one that was just on there had the potential of causing um, uh, the body rejecting the medication and uh, becoming toxic and potentially putting damage through the, the kidneys and liver. So he was on blood monitoring for that. But this new medication is, you know, it's the last, the last port, so to speak, before um, surgery. Oh, so no. um, it's just it's a bit extreme, and there's a potential for. Uh, a severe, Death. yeah, a severe reaction. So it has to be done very carefully. So, fingers crossed, it my does bring God. him some kind of relief because it's it's been getting steadily worse over the last months. Um, and yeah,
0: my God, I mean, we've got a, we've got a hand to move to be able to put up with it because Jesus, that's
1: he's losing his mind. That's bad. He is losing his mind. He lost his temper, oh, months ago. He has no 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 propensity to deal with anything that's even slightly annoying. He gets told royally with two words to get effed. Um And that has been his... Uh, he's been really intolerant because of it, but then again, you get nothing but sympathy for him with the continual pain that he's been in. And the painkillers. Yeah. Painkiller's notoriously bad for digestive systems, so you can't have particular ones of those, because then it's just going to make your bowels... Uh, yeah, you don't want to be going through that. Um, so that's why the bathroom's not done yet, but hopefully this new medication yeah. will either it will either work or it won't, uh, and uh, they obviously take precautions to, to rule out the potential of uh, the death route. So... <laughs> <laughs>
0: yes we, we don't want death can, can, we, can you just tell him we don't want death
1: I shall pass that one on uh, but what I am yes. doing just now if you're watching the stream is I do have the Vive, I'll just show you this the Vive um, oh, cool. Cosmos and you'll notice there's, there's what two cameras here there's a camera there, there's a camera near the top edge there there are cameras at either side because this new Vive does not use the lighthouse is anymore it's completely self-contained um wow the only i'll tell you the sort of you know the the image i'm looking at here is as crisp as the image on the screen it is freaking phenomenal um it is stunning it is one of these ones where um you can swing the, the guide up with this swing swing the thing up so you can see Um, and the quality of the lenses is quite good, but what you'll find is that there's that centre point that you do have to line this damn thing up with I would say that Mm -hmm. as, as far as the actual fitting in the head this stuff here is trash um I put it on for 10 minutes, and, and because of the position of it having it on, it gave me a headache. It felt like my head was being crushed. Oh dear. So that's not very good. But then I've since then uh-huh. found that you know if you adjust the positioning, you can get it perfect, and it holds it beautifully in your line of sight. And you're looking around, and there's just no blur, no drop in graphic definition. You can read all the words. It's like high definition again. It's like going into your... F- your HD game, you know, you're going 4K. Well, maybe not quite 4K, but um, it's stunning. And the tracking. So if you're watching the Twitch feed, um, even that the, the, the minusculest sort of just your head shake, if you've got a tremor or anything, you can see on the feed because the feedback from the head tracking. Which now that means for streamers who are wanting to show off a game. It's maybe a bit more mm-hmm. nauseating for people watching. In fact, let me just flick, flick to um, the full screen there. So it might be a bit more nauseating for people watching the Twitch stream because it's picking up all the minut minute head twitches. But from me inside the headset, it is absolutely silky smooth. I mean, unbelievable. I'm currently running it on a 1080 Ti. Uh, this is in the uh, VR Ultra settings, in the game settings. But with the Type 9... Wow. I'm bringing it to ECM, if you're at ECM. I'll bring it to, like, pardon me, Lavecon as well. But in uh, ECM, we will be allowing people to have a wander around the different ships so that you can get out your seat like this and have a walk. That's new! That used to well, be-
0: What have you spotted?
1: Yeah, the... The, the right-hand side, co- the corridors over there on the type 9, mm-hmm. they now go further. They used to be blocked off. Oh, right. And the same that side. So you can actually see it goes a bit around the corner. Uh, down there. Can, can, you, can you take a wander down there, Grant? i will just going to jump. Fuck this man. This is scary. Right, hold
0: on. <laughs> 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 he's, go- he's going to walk into that cupboard. I can just
3: see him. <laughs> so the, the,
1: obvious, oh, no. the, the boundaries on this thing are um, amazing too because on all the oh, see. Of, on all the other oculuses and stuff um, uh, and vibes <laughs> that's useful, pointing pointing
0: in the direction you're looking <laughs> we can't see any hand
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've got the camera feed up haven't I? I've got a camera feed, I have um but yes, it's it's fascinating, and and the, and the quality of it is excellent. As I say, it is it's amazing. It's the best VR I've I've used. The, um, I'm, if you remember admit, the
0: I'm getting vertigo looking down there.
1: <laughs> when you look at mm-hmm. the the previous vibes and and VR, when you hit the boundaries, um, it would mm-hmm. go grey or it would stop tracking and things, um, and that's a bit of a a pain. But on this one, you you kind of you can put your head through the boundary if you want. And you'll see the lines, but it doesn't interact or interfere with the game, which is a huge improvement over the previous ones. Obviously, every time I
0: see that, you know, the headless, uh, the headless commander in the seat, and they're thinking rent a ghost.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I mean, so so other than the fact that the the headset fitting, I think the the previous Vive Pro headset was far more comfortable. But then, Mm -hmm. then we have. Where they done fucked it up? There's obviously going to be some kind of downside to this, and this is it right here. This is the new Vive controllers now. They look quite cool, don't they? You've got about two seconds for it that. Opening. Is uh, well, what?
0: like? Is
6: absolutely look, impressive.
1: They look massive. So you got a little control uh, Regardless, box, but uh, and then triggers at the front. Worst controllers ever. They're about as ergonomic as picking up your pet dog. And trying to use that. Can to it detect again. what your fingers are doing or something, Grant.
2: Um, sorry. Is going to detect your fingers and what they if no. they wiggle inside that that no. area or something? No,
1: not at all. No, that's just purely for positioning and stuff. I mean, they, okay. they track them beautifully as well. They are absolutely tracked beautifully, but um, it, as a controller, it is about as sensible, you know, when you pick up other controllers you've got a good idea of where mm-hmm. your thumbs are and things like mm-hmm. this, this is not good, it's going to take a while to get used to them they are not comfortable and as much as they are responsive and amazing ugh, I'm going to try them with Walking Dead and report back
0: OK, we've got a couple of questions in the chat uh, for them um, obviously Snowy Monk's asking can it? Can they cope with glasses? Uh,
1: yes, it has or it purports to have uh, the ability. I've not quite found any adjustment on the other ones. You used to be able to sort of press a button in and then slide it mm-hmm. forward. It doesn't have that function, but um, again, it does have the ability here and with the attach at the back of the strap to be able to accommodate the room between your, your nose and the, the, the glass and the lenses. But um, I wouldn't say... I don't know, having not worn glasses, how good that is in mm-hmm. comparison to the previous ones, which have actually been quite good, um, but it yeah. does say that it can.
0: XpainX would like to know what the uh, field of view is like. He said he can't go back to 110 because he got used to 170 on Pimax.
4: No idea what he means by that, but. <laughs>
1: um, I'm just looking at this, actually, there's a wee lens. Oh dear. I just found that I've
4: not. Yeah, the, I can answer that one. The field of view is still the same 110, because um, I've had the Pimax too. And um, the, the screen door effect is about the same on both the Pimax. If he's talking about the 5K Plus, um, mm-hmm. it's the same as the screen door effect on the Cosmos, because I've, I've owned 17 different headsets at this point. Um, and um, yeah, I've either owned them or had them at home for more than a month to test and um, so the screen door effect on both is about the same that said the issue that I had with the Pimax primarily is because it's got to generate double the field of view over the others the, the resource hit to your PC is just ex- it's extreme so for me like I run the HP Reverb um, which is 1100 PPI where the, the Cosmos and the Pimax and all of those are around 6 to 600 PPI and so I had to run the Cosmo or the the Pimax at, at significant lower settings to get a locked frame rate than I do in the Reverb, because again, you're literally generating, you know, not not quite double at 170 degrees, but at the full 200, um, you're generating about double. So for me personally, the, the field of view was pretty damn great. Uh, the one thing that what he's getting at is, you know, like if you're in the Crate Mark 2, you've got the two medium hard points up front, you know, that are just to the left, right, left and right. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well. And in standard monitor and in standard VR you can't see those unless you turn your head. Well, in the Pimax at, at I can I think at 170 degrees as well, certainly at the two full full 200, you can literally see those two things hanging there without turning your head. So it's a pretty it's a pretty impressive party trick and fact is when we get to the clarity of something like the Reverb with its you know with its PPI and the field of view of the Pimax and we're 3 to 5 years from now where we have GPUs that can drive that then we're gonna be I'm not gonna say the Matrix, but you know, that's that's really to like the cigar is gonna day. take off. Yeah, well yeah, basically, right? Yeah. Um that's when it'll take off, like, you know, yeah, kinda like Ready Player One, right? Where yeah, you know you're yeah. putting it on and it is as clear as the real world. They've right? still
1: got that one big issue to come uh, and that is movement, isn't it? That's the that's the, the one issue for accessibility to a lot of the games with front with um, certainly with elite, they're the joy of the Elite game is the fact that you are pretty much static in a pilot seat and therefore all the action's happening outside your ship. And that's very mm-hmm. natural, very comforting, very pretty and stunning. It works amazingly with VR. But the minute you go into a game where you have to move and walk around and move your head at the same, you know, different time, uh, or you're looking right, but you're actually moving forward, that's when all the issues and movement really hit home for VR, as far as i found, and I've not yet found a game that does it well. Uh, I believe the new Walking Dead's got moving in it, so I'm going to look forward to having a go at that. Uh, iRacing is amazing. Racing and driving a car, and this is spectacular. And this price, so this one's what, currently $499, so it's possibly cheaper than any Vive before. Um, The Vive Pro is good. Don't get me wrong, the Vive Pro is good. It's a great upgrade set, but this is hands down way better than any previous Vive. And with the benefit of not having the lighthouses and stuff as well, or, or, or the requirements yeah, for it, it's far more,
3: more portable. Goal. Yeah. yeah. Say, what is the tracking like in variable light conditions? Because I'm assuming if you had a bright light source in one corner of the room and the other, room, the other parts of the room were dimmer, would that affect the tracking at all, the fact?
1: Uh, I'm not sure if it will show you, but I'm just going to cover some of the cameras or attempt to... It shits the bed, is the answer. If you try and do this in a dark room, you will get a message on the screen that will tell you that the ambient light is too low. Uh, It does do a a rather cool setup when you first get it, um, where it scans the room around you and then you use the controllers to push the ground down to the ground level. Um, which is quite funky. But yeah, the cameras are used for your tracking and therefore it does have a bit of a shit-the-bed moment if it cannot focus in uh, one part of the room or if it's too dark, it just goes, nah, get stuffed. So you sometimes get a point where you're doing something in a game and you've maybe inadvertently stuck your head up your own arse. Um, And then when you (laughs) finally get it back into position, you can sometimes get a positional jump in-game that can be a bit jarring. That you never got with the previous VRs. But um, ultimately, you know, if you're in this kind of sort of static game like Elite, it is spectacular. But if you're going to ECM, come and have a go. And it's a shame, Exegius, mm-hmm. you couldn't come and uh, do a wee uh, VR panel with us at Lavecon this year. That'd be awesome. Because um, it sounds <laughs> when, like.
4: When is Lavecon?
0: Funnily enough, LiveCon is the 4th and 5th of July this year uh, at the Sedgebrook Hall Hotel. The second round of tickets will be available soon. Yeah. Again. <laughs> I think that one crosses off the list.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I figured I'd give you a good segue there, right? Set you up. Thank you. <laughs> it's exactly, <laughs> what I, exactly what I needed.
0: <laughs> so um, is it okay to move on, Cow, uh, or do you uh, want I'm to good. discuss something a little, a little bit more?
1: No, I, I mean, just I thought people would be interested in the cosmos. It's oh, no, of, we certainly uh, are it's it's amazing. Uh, as far you know, I've not used the Primax. I've just seen people setting them up and that's all I've ever seen. I've never seen someone actually get the goddamn thing working. Um, which takes me back to the <laughs> previous vibes and the and the the wireless setups and then trying to get, you know, all the original Oculus to work with some games and stuff where you mess around and then you reboot your machine and it stops working and you start swearing. So um, I can appreciate that, but yes, Exegius, if, if we just could grab your, you, and get you to set up a PrimaX and see these different VR headsets, that's what I love about these um, ECM and LaveCon is the chance to actually have a look at the other equipment that's out there that people have got, and hopefully they've got it running, uh, so that you can actually see whether or not it's worth the hassle. Because sometimes it's but not. Make expensive.
3: sure you cut your credit card up before you come back yeah, because what you, what you found yeah, yeah. well that's yeah. right you try it out and you, oh my god i want these and then you just go back and order it and then you're poor you're oh, well out. that yeah. wouldn't
0: be a problem poor anyway um
3: ben do you want to just
0: jump in
2: yeah i just want to very quickly jump in and say that dr hi dr kai says hi to everybody <laughs> um, welcome dr kai um so oh he just like realized oh hang on ben you're on there uh, hi everybody and then he disappeared off
0: oh Nice
2: um, <laughs> Very nice.
0: just, just asking, uh, just going back to, uh, to grant just for a second, this is the last time we, we touch on this. You, the, the thing was, you said there was a problem with the movement. So obviously without us all going on to uni, uh, directional treadmills, the, how does no man's sky handle, uh, the walking around? Because people
4: have said that that's actually quite good.
1: Teleport.
4: Yeah. Well, you, you well, can also free walk in it too. I've not it used, gives you I've, options.
1: I've had... Uh, the teleport's quite fine, actually, and it's quite, you know, responsive, so it's it kind of like small jumps, so it doesn't feel too jarring. I've not tried the free walk mode. Um, I have tried it in Pulsar, um, Lost mm-hmm. Colony, and it was a bit barf-inducing then, but then again, that is kind of what oh. you would consider a, a low, independent uh, development, so uh, the, the things at the start.
3: The thing about the walking, though... In VR, is you, you, the way they a lot of people do it. If not teleporting, is they don't actually show your arms, your arms or the legs. You're just like a disembodied hand or something. So it's it's kind of not really walking. It's more like being a ghost. Well, you, well,
0: we're kind of ghosts anyway in the, in these things. We're ghosts in the machine. So, <laughs> uh, Delt 1 says exegious with the voice like butter. So, just well thank you sir. <laughs> yes, we you you've, you've brought along your fan club. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> Which is funny to me because when I first started my channel, like everybody who hates their own voices, um, I the very first video I ever did, um, I used a text-to-speech bot for it. And mm-hmm. a couple of friends of mine that I showed them was like, hey, here's, you know, I was thinking about starting a channel, here's what I did. Unanimously everybody was like, No, 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 you can't use one of those stupid bots, you have to just do it yourself. I was like, Oh God, all right. Right. So yeah, it's it's funny when I get comments like that because, you know, like all of us, I think that my my voice just sucks, right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I must admit, when I first did it, I I got a whole lot of people saying that I had uh, I was giving them making them fall asleep with ASMR, and they're going what?
4: you know it's funny you say that too I remember when I first got into the game and found like most people found Obsidian Ant's channel very early on I mm-hmm. remember a comment from somebody said something like you know if I send you my my kids book would you read it and narrate it for me so I can have them go to sleep to your voice every night <laughs> and Obsidian replied back and said something like I'm not sure how comfortable I am being in your kids bedroom every night or you know something <laughs> I still think you like that right because as we know he truly has the and actually the other voice I have to give a shout out to I don't know if you guys know the, the smaller YouTuber dig that 30 too.
0: Oh yes, they, yeah. That's, like, the, that's uh, the that's the guy that he basically it sounds like he's um, <laughs> deep jive is talking to. Oh, you
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I, and I've try- got it just escaped me. I, I, I once I heard it s- described something like um, like smooth sexual chocolate. There's at, at, something <laughs> like that, right? Um, which is from Coming to America. The name of the band, Sexy Chocolate. Um, but um, yeah, he's got such a wonderful voice for you know for anything radio or anything like this. Yeah. Um,
0: well, anyway, we're, we're going to have to move on. Um, yeah, Ben, what have you been doing this I can't believe we're, we're still in the what have you been doing this week. Ben, what have you been up to this week?
2: Uh, I'm looking for minerals moving on.
0: <laughs> Should we do that? Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, as far as myself is concerned, I actually haven't been in the game that much. However, I have been writing the latest installment of my Sanctimonious stories, which is uh fiction which happens within the with the game yes fan fiction there you go uh, and hopefully that will be out on the, the forums and the edwtrb website in approximately a, a couple of weeks so that's going to be good <sighs> get that out my system um uh, apart from that I, I had to cycle home in a in basically the the hail and the rain today. So if if I fall asleep halfway through the the show, I do apologise because it was very very difficult. It was only it was only sixty mile an hour winds. Yeah, fine. Uh, anyway, um, have we covered everybody? No, we haven't covered. Uh, <laughs> after, after all that, we haven't uh, covered Commander Eejus. Uh, uh, I can't believe it. I just <laughs> did a <laughs> Will sound again. Commander Eejus. <laughs> everyone knows who you are of the show. Why don't you
1: introduce
2: yourself to everyone. Anyway?
4: There we go. Hey everybody! I think everybody. Uh, yeah, I, um, I run a little little YouTube channel and a little new website that I think we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But uh, yeah, like I've you know it's funny. Um, ever since I started the channel, I don't. I mean, I do play, but it's pretty rare that I just actually sit and spend a few hours doing kind of doing something that's not grinding or something for you know a video or something like that. But we did, we do have an event that I'll plug uh, that we have every Monday nights at eight Eastern and Wednesdays at eight uh, UTC for the it's over over on that side of the the good side of the planet um, and. Um, <laughs> we uh you know that doesn't have to deal with well i guess you guys have your own politics to deal with don't you but not not like ours um and um it's called sidewinder slaughter and in a nutshell everybody starts in a bone stock sidewinder outside of an anarchy station and you do a big giant pvp death match uh every time you die and respawn you get to upgrade one module so it adds this kind of unique um strategy element to it you know what what module do you do first? What do you do second? What weapons do you do? What you know? What order do you want to do things in? Um, and we progress from the Sidewinder to an A Federal Eagle, and then finally to the Viper Three. So you know, it winds up with a really low rebuy. If you've never you know, if you've never gotten into PvP because you don't either have the credits for the, the high rebuys, if you don't have the time to you know engineer a fully done ship and to practice enough to not get wrecked by the you know, the, the senior guys in the PVP community, uh, it's a great way to get into that. So, um, if you guys are up for that, you should come out and join, and join it sometime. It's universally, everybody has a really great time with it. So.
0: Excellent. Um, yeah. have I missed anybody? Cause I'm losing, losing the track here. Um, I don't think I have. So what's defies drink of the evening? Yes. It's, um, uh, that would be, uh, uh Glenn Marangi at the moment. So, um, Probably explains why I'm, I'm all over the place as well. Uh, so, yes, let's see what has been up to in uh, the wonderful world of FDev at the moment. Well, they, there's only been a couple of things. Um, Frontier have been pushing their charity auction for Game Blast 20, um, which of course is happening, uh, the actual auction. actually happening now with the 6th of february until the 13th so you've got a couple of days left to put in your bids. uh that such things could be um dinner with the developers uh and a whole load of planet zoo stuff but of course we're not interested in planet zoo or planet coaster but there is a unique anaconda iridescent silver paint job an iridescent silver paint job for an asp name a name a starport name a planet to name a systems, name a planet, port, and become a planet zoo. Get oh, hang on, no, they just mix that one up. So um, there's plenty of good things uh, to bid for, and of course, all the proceeds are going to go to special effect, which um, we're going to kind of touch on later as well. Um, the actual char- when does uh, the uh, the the stream happen again?
3: I think it's so, the last weekend in February,
0: isn't it? Uh, think it's something like the 20th 21st i can't remember which but uh, yes that's that's something that we'll have to uh, we'll have to follow up on uh, again one of the things that uh, will flanagan said was that we're not going to hear anything new uh, about fleet carriers or any future plans until after um, this game blast 20 so i'm putting my bet down that we might hear something on the 27th of February because it's a Thursday, it's when they do the live stream, and they never announce anything on a Monday live stream, so uh, what do you think? That's the 21st of February, thank you Ben.
3: They also said on the Monday live stream a couple weeks ago that they will be releasing information regarding fleet carriers Mm -hmm. after the live stream, I don't mean like the minute, but I presume at some point in that, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm suspecting
0: we'll hear something on the 27th of February, just because. <laughs> so um, the other thing was that uh, this is this is quite interesting because uh, one of the things that everybody notices in the uh, as an oversight for the commodities there is a lack of cheese, and when asked about the lack of cheese, Page came up with this theory. Um, one of the biggest oversights in the commodities market is the lack of cheese or dairy products in general. Blue milk, for at least eat, doesn't count. Turns out there isn't a cow left in the elite universe. All cows, or coos, where I'm from, uh, uh, went utterly extinct in World War III. Uh, no amount of camouflage was able to serve them from the moopocalypse. Last I heard, some were being accused of cowardice during wartime and were executed by the use of a defra-bolt gun. This has left humanity beefless for more than a thousand years, so we can pray for our missing bovine and tasty friends. We will miss you forever and ever. Amen. When contacted to confirm the above, Paige responded with, Oh God, oh God, please let me be clear. My nonsense is not official law. It turns out it was all bull. (laughs) There you
2: go. In in unrelated news... Commander LCU No Fool Like One and Canon Interstellar have been working on um, dairy substitutes, shall we say? Dairy substitutes. Uh, dairy substitutes. Um, and you can hear about that on the most recent episode, I believe, of Beyond Dockers. Grant can probably, if it's either the most recent or the the one before before the most recent. The first one of season three or four, or whatever the hell.
0: So th- there's an awful lot of non-Dockers yeah, stuff. Is, you know.
2: It is being worked on by uh, by um, Canon Interstellar because they don't have any Thargoids to deal with. By the top minds. Top people. The <laughs> top people. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yes. And, oh, and Beyond Dockers also has a YouTube channel as well. Because nobody knows about that, apparently.
5: Oh, good um, visuals—that's all we need.
2: Yes, uh, I believe the visuals have Grant going raw. It's raw. Um, he, go- he goes raw, you know, like the oh, like the lion from MGM.
0: Oh, <laughs> oh no.
2: Yeah, uh, but then the rest of it's no. Vi- there's no visuals. It's just the it's just the logo and things like that. So. But that's, <laughs> enough, that's enough visuals for us, isn't it?
0: Yes, I, I think that yes. that's more than enough visuals for us, I'm, as far as that's I'm concerned. Let's say
2: that would anybody actually want actual visuals from the Dockers Universe column?
0: No, no. Let's draw a line under that and move on. Um, of course, the other thing that happened this week um, <clears throat> was the featured commander. Uh, uh, who wants to discuss that pile of um, yes?
3: <laughs> oh, I enjoyed myself tremendously. That's good. You broke all the rules.
5: It's normally a sign when things have gone terribly wrong. When Chan oh, enjoys himself tremendously. I did not. Wrong. What rule did I break? What rule you were you supposed to break?
0: When you intercepted another commander, you were just supposed to pick up. The, the runner was supposed to drop a ton of cargo for you. You were supposed to scoop it. You weren't supposed to use hatch breakers
5: you were just supposed to blow the bloody doors off I did <laughs> yeah but you,
3: what you could have done you could have thought oh well, my hatch is gone I think I'll repair it or I know I'll take an auto repair thing or heaven forbid <sighs> I'll take point defence to kill the limpets well of... we did take point defence to, to kill the limpets but it didn't work
0: did it anyway the rule was the runner drops a ton and
3: you let them go You I did the let rule. them go. I did let them go yeah but only the rule was no missiles and no and <sighs> limpets are not anyway
0: for all those who are interested in how to play the game properly that we we had put together uh we have the benedetti oh, brandy oh. bond which uh the rules are available both uh on our website and uh on the under the events sub-forum on the on the main forums and their sticky post so there is a route to go from LAVE. uh you follow the route and one team are the runners one team are the um the pirates and basically it's the first runner to get there with the most cargo and it's also the pirate that manages to pilfer the most from the runners so um we i must admit we did actually quite enjoy it uh we did we have now got a new meme that uh, I think is is being shown, oh, uh, has been shown on the on the Twitch chat. We we uh, have we come up with a new name for for the fish dance.
3: I think it's a fish dance.
0: Is it just, is it just a fish dance? Or I thought people had come up with a a name for poor,
3: poor I, Stephen I, I, I did like how Ben got turned into Ed Lewis quite a few times. <laughs> it, it did. That was quite funny. Uh, Yes.
0: I don't know whether or not Mr. Lewis has found out about that yet. He'd be quite insulted.
2: I, think, To be honest, I think Ed is that used to me being mistaken for him and he being mistaken for me. That We're both quite used to it, to be honest, by now. <laughs> I remember we had a giggle about it over at the LiveCon or an
3: ECM at some point. Being, being serious, I, I did enjoy the live stream and it was really good to oh, see... Oh, you idiot, Ben! Well... <laughs> <laughs> I've
2: just dismissed my ship it like- and not boarded it.
3: Uh, <laughs> As anyway, you were saying, it was, to, it was good to see. It was good to see Stephen and Fake Stephen having such a good time on stream and really chilling out and just basically being silly. Because I think they spend a lot of time having to be serious and stuff, and it was good to see that silly <laughs> side of them.
0: Yeah, and I must admit, I did feel that the entire stream was. Well received, because there didn't seem to be that many negative comments in in this particular stream, Uh, because I think it was just daft, which is what we want, because basically, yeah, (laughs) about time we had one little bit of light relief in in amongst this quietness. Uh, Anyway, so uh, moving on from there. uh, Hashtag Shan did not cheat. (laughs) <laughs> Hashtag Shan did bloody cheat. Anyway, so the in-game events. What has happened this week? Well, uh, yes. Well, obviously we got uh, we got uh, featured, so we can we can skip over that bit. But Operation IDA, um, they have a new repair target this week in Dock in Tamat. Um, however, uh, Colin, we-
2: uh, yeah, is that I- Operation IDA or Ida?
4: I believe idea. it's Operation. I believe it's Ida. I've been back and forth about that too, and I, I kind of remember that it. I think it's, it's Ida. It's definitely Ida. It's named
5: after a mountain in Greece. It's not an. It's not an acronym. They stylized it with Yeah, I think yeah.
4: it's Ida. It's not. It's
3: I, not I've always called her Ida because when I was when I was a kid, there used to be an old lady living next to my granddad called Ida, and <laughs> the two I, I, I used to call her Ida Spider. <laughs> <laughs> well, you we were troll are really...
2: even as a kid weren't you Shad
3: well no one told me her last name she was always Ida
0: Spider it's so nice that we have these wonderful tangents of memory to go
3: down <laughs> all the time you remember things now it won't be Ida anymore. it'll be Ida named after Ida Spider anyway in the meantime
0: um, they are with the repair. The the last repair they did at Hook Gateway. That is their hundredth station that they've managed to repair since all since forming. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So um, they're planning a little event which starts on Valentine's Day because they love fixing things and running the whole weekend. Uh, they are doing uh, competitions which will uh, reward with patches and stickers. So uh, yeah so uh, 100 stations I and mean, that is and especially with that bug as well that that's what you call serious dedication it's up there with trucking the truckers isn't it
5: yeah that that's staggering the fact that they've i even doing one is a phenomenal achievement especially seeing as they've been battling the mechanics um and bugs and things uh, so and yeah it's incredible yeah it it yeah so uh, full details
0: will be available on uh, on the forums, so uh, people will be able to uh, 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 basically join in with the event. Um, now, this brings me on to the Anti-Xeno Initiative. Uh, now, the Thargoids have seriously upped their game at the moment. Uh, this is the first time we're... Um, Three out of the four systems that were in um, incursion, uh, basically they're still in incursion. So uh, HIP-16813 in the Pleiades, that has a moderate thyroid presence at the moment, Um, Evangelis and uh, Lembas both have, uh, well, Evangelis has a, a marginal Thargoid presence, and Lembas has a significant Thargoid presence, both the last two systems in the Witch Head Nebula. Um, so, Sue, if you're getting down to um, the Pleiades, HIP 16813 is the best place to get your Thargoid combat zones.
5: Do you know what? I'm, I might uh 168 well that's exactly where i am that that's exactly where i've just uh, just jumped to I, I i'm um a friend told me to uh to meet him there um and um uh, so yes and i have a crew member and um and all the all the gubbins all the clobber so yeah i'll be uh, i'll be doing that tomorrow excellent
0: so um well you better normally when it goes to moderate the the the, the um combat zones don't last that long um i would advise that um Take a couple of uh Thargoid missions that you can get from the uh, uh the the Vanguard, the the Aegis mega ships that have turned up,
5: because um they actually pay well
0: as, as, yes. as opposed to just massacred
5: scouts. Do they pay e- equivalently to um the other Massacre missions elsewhere?
0: Yes, they do. So oh, you so talk you you're talking millions, it's not sweet. Yeah. Cool. All right, that'll be fun. So there's a there's a hint for you yeah absolutely because yeah. that's where i was going to head next as well yeah. so um yeah also included this week we have the newsletter to newsletter 286 um effectively it's just covered most of the stuff that we are covering uh in this episode so um what we'll do is we will take a bit of a break if that's okay and we'll come back with uh commander Iggy. Ege- uh, Oh, you know, I had it. Right. I had it. I had it right for the first 10, 15 minutes of the show. You got it right before the show, and, and then all of a sudden, I got it wrong once, and that's it. Is not going right again. Too many by the
4: way, just to be clear, it's very easy to just say X. Right? That's what everybody <laughs> tends to call me. So X works just fine.
5: <laughs> Thousands of women across the United States call him that.
4: Oh,
5: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> okay, uh, does anybody have any aloe vera? F-
2: we buy any ship.
1: Bar none. We buy any ship. Bar none. Any model, any colour, any shape, any size. We buy any ship. Bar none. We here at We Buy Any Ship Bar None are ready to take your excess space travel vehicles off your hands. No more negotiating with dodgy space station vendors. We'll simply give you an estimated quote online, then, when you get here, we'll point out all the little dints and scratches that make the price get smaller and smaller before we actually give you any money. And the beauty is, we take any ship.
4: We, we buy any ship. ship.
1: Bar none. Terms and conditions apply. We buy any ship excludes trading in any of the following vehicles. Adder, Anaconda, Asp, Bower, Cobra, Constrictor, Cruisers, Eagle, Falcon, Gecko, Griffin, Gear, Harris, Harrier, Hawk, Kestrel, Crate, Lanners, Lifters, Lions, Mantis, Merlin, Moray, Osprey, Panther, Puma, Python, Saker, Sidewinder, Skeet, Spar, Stowmaster, Tearsall, Tiger, Transporter,
2: Turner, Viper, Wyvern, or any Imperial or Thargoid vessels.
1: Eddie Lee Wise here. Our family-run business looks after all your sartorial needs. Whether you need something to turn your pink python purple, or you want to wrap your buns up in a nice tight flight suit, my husband Ken can sort you right out. He's an expert at inside leg, and my wife Barb's is a whiz with a sewing machine. Bespoke tarting for you and your ship. Visit Eddie and Sons plus me daughters, at Lave Station. Right, sir. Cough, please.
6: (coughs) Hey, buddy. Why the long face? Exploring is boring. What? What makes you say so? Because I have to scoop for fuel at every single store. And then the voices I hear in the store tell me to... Whoa. Sounds like you've got a case of space madness. What you really need is... Really Big Gas Tank. What? With Really Big Gas Tank, you'll be sailing the Milky Way in style and comfort. No more hanging out at every stupid star just to refuel. It's as easy as honk and go. Got to get to Beagle Point for a romantic interlude? Just honk and go. Want to be the buckiest ball in the galaxy? Just honk and go. And if you fill your really big gas tank with patented Jumponium 5000, you can honk and go, go, go! Gee, thanks, master. No, thank you. Really big gas tank, because why wait when you can honk and go? Jumponium 5000 has been known to cause extra arm growth, outdoor mayonnaise, and spontaneous starglow face. Use
2: only as drug.
0: And welcome back. Um, Now, one of the reasons we have our our guest on, Commander Exegius, is that he has recently uh, launched a new website called ED Tutorials, and he is a renowned expert at resource gathering, which is why he's helping Ben uh, with uh, some shortages in the commodities department. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, so I was doing some – it was actually for the – uh, for our thing with um, Stephen. I nearly, I nearly forgot Stephen's name there. That's terrible. I can't forget Stephen. Um, when I realized absolutely every chuffing module that I was wanting to go and upgrade, I was like, you require more selenium. You require more selenium. You require more miles. And I was like, you know what I really should find, try and find more of? Selenium.
5: So, Is it one of the grade fives? It's a yeah. grade well, four. Yeah, I was that gonna does...
4: say. There's no grade five minerals. Oh so yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Grade four, yeah, which is actually yeah. great because when you're trading and stuff, right, you get much better trade rates, and um, you know you don't have a grade five trade rate, and the um, you can get 150 of all of them, right. So if that you go, does... go to max them out, you can you can store more of them.
3: Yeah That does sound like it should end with with selenium. <laughs> I can't believe
0: we've gone with a muppet joke already. So, Commander Exegius, would you like to explain um, what ED Tutorials is
4: about? I would love to. Yeah. So, um, so first and foremost, the idea is to be, you know, it's it's kind of the way I say it is it's, it's pretty simple, but ambitious. So the goal is to be the single best resource for learning elite on the web. Um, So right now, you know, when you think about the big websites around elite, we all pretty much think about, um, you know, EDDB and Inara, you know, you can maybe there's maybe some lesser sites as some of us know, like I use Commander Spanch's site all the time, which I've actually never I'm not positive I'm saying his name correct. I I think that's how you say it. I've never actually spoken to him. Um, But um, so the idea is to be, you know, that level, right? So while when I had the idea to do something like it, I didn't want to create, you know, exegius.com or something just very specific to me. I wanted it to be much more of a group effort. And so that's exactly what we've done. Um, And so we launched with content from AXI. We've brought on since then, I'm going to forget somebody. Uh, the pilots brought in content. The Burr Pit. Um, let's see. I need to remember. We've got a bunch of people queued up that are just about to bring stuff. So, yeah, we've got the pilot, Burr Pit, Anti Xeno Initiative, My Player Group, Level 11 have all submitted content. And then we're about to bring on Galactic Academy, is about to um, post a bunch of stuff. We've got stuff from City and Ant, from Yamix, from um, who else am I forgetting? Uh, um, uh, Sage, sorry, it's I'm um, from Sage, or Sage. <laughs> I forgive me, I'm doing the same thing, um, from Sagittarius I, from Buckyball Racing, um, from EIC. Um, so the idea has been to, to make it a place where anybody that's got a very, very high quality level of content. So while most of the stuff, you know, I mentioned it's obviously ED tutorials, um, while most of the stuff is going to be around learning the game, some of the content, for example, the pilot stuff, we're classing as commentary since his videos are not really you know they're kind of review because he says it it's like top gear with spaceships um instead of you know where my content is much more you know here's a build or a you know a specific way to fly a ship that kind of stuff um to you know the news that um Sagittarius Eye is going to submit and groups like that will be and Burpit is going to be more news related but most of it's going to be mostly educational I launched with six or seven different guides and has and posted a couple more since then. Um, and so, when folks reach out and are interested, you know, we kind of wanted to give a voice to some of the smaller channels or smaller groups out there that have this great knowledge, but for them to submit a guide or for them to, you know, set up their own website or set up their own YouTube channel, as we all know, it's so hard to get those initial views and it can be kind of, you know, demoralizing. It's like, well, I'm going to spend X number of hours working on something and who's going to see it? And so the idea was to give a platform to all of those different groups. Um, and so um, Commander Smoke of um, of Galactic Academy, a lot of folks know him, is um, heading up our kind of our, he's our community manager officially. And so what his job is, is when folks reach out that want to participate, you know, he speaks with them to essentially vet them. And the way I explain it is we're looking for guys that have top 1% skill with top 1% knowledge and can communicate that in a top 1% way. So we really are trying to put together a group of the best of the best. It's kind of crazy, the little Discord that we have where we all, you know, submit articles and work together is kind of becoming a bit of a who's who around the elite community. Um, you know, we just had Jane Turner um, join us recently to help with a bunch of BGS content that we're going to be putting out. Um, some of the guys from the Leon Rhee, um, Power Powerplay group are going to do help us with Powerplay content. Um, and I Um, So yeah, so that's kind of the goal. Once um, we really get cracking, the idea is we'll have a new article at least every 24 hours. We're actually pretty close to that already. Um, And at some point we'll be, you know, we'll probably be much, much faster than that even. Um, So yeah, that's the general idea. Um, It's all, you know, when I thought about my own content, you know, I've got enough content now that when you come to the YouTube channel, if you don't know, you know, if you haven't been following me for a long time or you don't sit and really search through everything, it's really difficult to know what's there. And so because of the way the site's structured, you know, there's a menu system at the top that categorizes everything. It's a lot easier to learn. Oh, wait, he's got this. And you the way you start browsing through stuff, you're going to find all of the different articles that you might not necessarily know we have. So, yeah. So that's that's kind of the main goal. So is it all video content or is it a bit bit of
2: audio, a bit of what?
4: yeah that's a great question um so it's it's going to be a mix i mean so right off the bat um because we launched with all of my back catalog of stuff you know the majority of the site right now is are my stuff which is all video content um the the goal is that it will have a lot of just written content uh for example we're about to launch a or post a guide from one of the um, one of the top pvp groups nato is the name of the group and they've literally got some of the best pvp pilots in the game right now they've written a guide that is um, like an intro guide, a starter guide to uh, PvP. Well, that's a, a strictly written guide. Um, for my content, there will some of my content will have written companion guides at a minimum. I started posting my scripts as as with my videos, right? So that you know, if you wanted to go search through the script or that kind of thing, it's there. Um, but yeah, the idea is it's going to have a, a mix of all three, right? There'll be sometimes uh, I did a, a thing with Loose Screws, um, joined them for a podcast that went up on the site, and they're going to start posting their podcasts. Um, if you guys are interested. We can certainly talk about that as well, Um, and um, but yeah, everything will have some written aspect to it. Um, Most of my video stuff will be more, and you know, like the pilot stuff um, and the burp pit. You know, since those are videos, they're going to have a lot less written stuff. But yeah, it'll be a mix of everything.
2: Yeah, and so I mean, as you were saying, you work off screws, off screws, (laughs) off (laughs) screws. I do, I do. Um, Yeah, and yeah, Um, so you know, you and yeah, it makes total sense going off and. Putting, I guess you'd you put a you've got your video on the pages, but you could very easily go off and copy and paste the script into that page as That's well. Right. So
4: you've got them both in That's the right. same place. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then our editorial team um comes along behind me and you know, kind of they've they've like our are, are head- <laughs> Nacho's his name. Um, Nacho's been coming behind me, grabbing my scripts and then reformatting them, not a ton, but a bit, right? So that they're, you know, they're section headers and it's a little more laid out rather than just the limited amount of time I've got to just okay, I figured in a minimum, you know, I have the scripts, not like it's hard to do that. So it was pretty easy. Yeah. Um, and then for each of the different groups that come on board, we can offer them a somewhat co-branded site of their own. So for example, if you go to the site, and you click on like the pilot or Burpit or AXI, you'll get their co-branded subsite. you know, with their header image, with a little bio about them, indexing all of their content so that it's very clear, you know, who the content's coming from, you know, whose it is. And one thing also that we try to certainly point out to everybody that we recruit, I like to make clear to everybody, the site is not monetized. It will never be monetized. There's just no fair way to do that. You know, like who gets that monetization when it's not all of our content and other people are submitting it that just didn't feel right. So um, so the site will never have ads on it or anything like that, right? It's all for the community, essentially.
2: I had a question while I was halfway through that and I've totally forgotten what it was. Um, <laughs> no. Oh yeah, no. no it, was, it was a comment. It's like yeah, I know just from or well, from working with Sagittarius Sad, I the amount of magic that can go by the editors. You know, you, they they take your words and make them good.
4: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And that's like when we have content from, you know, every, all the content that we get submitted goes through the editorial process. Right. And mm-hmm. some of it, um, you know, from some of the smaller groups, like for example, the stuff that we imagine Sagittarius eyes going to su- be submitting, you guys are much, you're better at this than we are. Um, so this, you know, we're not really going to be touching it at all to some of the content from some of the smaller groups that aren't used to writing and publishing guides. Um, that stuff gets edited much more or gets edited much, more heavily right you know just to make yeah. sure and not for fact you know not for factual content obviously but just so that it's formatted properly and you know written in a in a professional way um our electric nacho our as i mentioned our editor-in-chief um is an editor um uh, professionally so that's what he does
2: that is his life right let's yeah yeah talk about so anything else you want to quickly say about ed tutorials
4: No, other than just, you know, folks stop by and have a look at it. Um, As I said at the top of this, the goal is that, you know, going forward, when somebody says, hey, how do you do X, that hopefully soon the answer is, oh, well, go to ED Tutorials because they have a guide for that. Um, You know, the site's obviously fully searchable. You know, it's all indexed, it's easy to use, it's easy to find. Um, You know, we've got a featured article section, all of that kind of stuff. So that's ultimately our goal is that it just becomes that natural when you need to know something in the game um we know we've got a couple content holes at the moment specifically um my content's actually fairly light on absolute beginner stuff um that's something i'm starting to focus on now so that the goal will be here soon there'll be a you know you're a brand new player you have no idea where to start well there'll be a guy that'll that'll take we've you through to that as a brand new player yeah exactly man, we've
2: done that as well
4: yeah, and in fact, um, one of Obsidian's guides, the, the hour-long video he did a while back that's kind of the new player, you know, beginner video, um, we haven't gotten to posting that yet, but we have his permission since he's working with us too, and that will be going up on the site here rather soon. So it'll be, you know, we have a new commander section, um, and that will be in that section, featured pretty prominently, obviously.
2: Yeah, so obviously you've got all the, essentially... I don't know if I want to call it a wiki or a series of blog posts or, you know, series of articles that you've got. You've also got a few tools on there as well.
4: Yeah. Uh, So we launched, yeah, actually that's, that's one of my personal favorite one thing that I find most useful on the site since, since I'm the moron that created most of the content, obviously that's not helping me, but there's a tool on there uh, that we launched with that um, is called material finder. And the idea behind material finder is it's kind of specifically geared toward high grade emissions, but at the same time it, you know, it, it's not just built for that. It's just kind of that's where, where I got the idea. So let's say you're looking for imperial shielding. So I'm going to pick a, a common um, high grade or grade five that for the most part, you can only get from the dreaded high grade emissions. Yeah, you can get things like that will drop very occasionally in combat. But if you <laughs> really are looking for to do that. <laughs> well, if you're looking for specifically, um, you know, something like that, core dynamics, you know, improvised components, there's there's a list of about a half a dozen or about eight or so, I think it is. Um, and um, high grade emissions, as we all know, absolutely suck to have to go farm. Well, the idea is. What, a, what if I wanted to know, or what if I could know exactly where somebody has actually found something within the last, and right now we're going back, we, we, we keep a database, we just haven't updated the code enough to be efficient around this, um, to show me where that's actually been gathered in the last 24 hours. So for example, I'm just going to go to the site real quick. If I put in improvised shielding and do a search, it's showing me that, uh-oh, well, it's not showing anything at the moment. I know exactly. <laughs> I just have that problem with him. I have the... I, I have know the what it is. Here we go, Hold on just a quick second. I can fix it. But if it were working, <laughs> which it's about to in a second, while well, this is kind of egg on my face, isn't it? Um, It will show you exactly where commanders have gathered that in the last 24 hours. Again, yeah, it looks like the site was down. So we pulled data there. It goes, okay, so it's going to take a minute to update because it's been down for a little bit. Um, we pulled the data from Canon on a five-minute basis, and if that importer process fails, which I just saw that it did, um, which it's running right now, so we'll be able to show this in just a second, um, it will actually show you the systems wh- and how many of that material the commanders have actually gathered that item. And so what's great about that is, it. and then soon there'll be a feature that'll let you put in, here's where I am plot me a route through the top five best systems in the most efficient order that has that material. Now, that doesn't mean you're guaranteed to find it, obviously, right? You know, we all know how RNG and Elite works, but at least you know that someone gathered, you know, 150 of these in this system in that time window, right? And so it takes a lot of the guesswork out of, you know, where are these various materials?
2: I've I've gone off and refreshed Imperial shielding, and I can see now that Shinigami has had a whole load twenty three. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah, so you would want to go through those three systems, right? And you're going to do the typical, Mm -hmm. and I I have a video covering the best way to search for this. In fact, I've got a video that covers the best way to search for all types of materials from, you know, uh, manufacturer to raw to data. And with this, you're going to jump into a system, you're going to scan the nav beacon, jump back and you can use the FSS scanner, but it's a lot quicker and easier just to scan the nav beacon because these are all populated systems. Um, You're going to jump in, scan the nav beacon, jump to Super Cruise. If you see a high grade, great. You target that high grade. If you have, if it's got enough time on it, because they all have timers, right? You head to that and farm it. If the system doesn't have a high grade, well, you head to the next system on the list. And, you know, usually, it depends on what you're looking for. Imperial shielding is by far the easiest. You can usually gather, uh, like, I've never been able to not gather 100 Imperial shielding in under 20 minutes, right? And that's from takeoff to grabbing them to landing again, because usually um, those spawn in Imperial systems either election, none or boom state. And that's another interesting thing the tool will tell you is historically what are the state types, because we kind of know that, but that's always been tracked by people type it in stuff in spreadsheets. And it's not super scientific. And with this, because we're using the and actually I should mention this, we're using the ED market connector plugin or the Canon plugin for ED Market Connector to gather all the data. So for everybody running that plugin, everything they gather automatically gets logged to the database. So if you're going to use the tool, please run that plugin so that you're contributing data. Um, everything gets logged to that so that we know in real time what's happening. Right? So
2: are you logging? Do you have a link in your site to where that tool is as well?
4: And then Yeah, it's you right have to there. that Sue so can dive in. Absolutely, it's right there at the top. It's the very first thing in the menu. So when you go to ED tutorials, the very first thing at the top left is Material Finder. We featured it pretty prominently um, right off no, the launch. No, before Canon, it's, oh. Canon's EDM. Oh yeah, yeah, actually, yeah. If you go, yeah, if you go to Material Finder the first time you go to Material Finder, if you haven't searched anything yet, if you scroll down a little bit, all there's a my video explaining ED Market Connector, how to install the plugin, and a link to the plugin is right there on the page.
2: Gotcha.
5: Right, Soof, dive um the uh, the the tool that shows you how many things have been found in uh-huh. a given amount of time where i'm I'm interested in how and um, how scientific well I, I suppose how demonstrable that the advantage of that is because my understanding of um, my understanding of the way that the spawn system works for materials is that there are sets of parameters that don't change, like for example, um, imperial shield- shielding only spawns in imperial systems. They there are probabilities that are affected by uh, things like states. Um, when you know all those, the there shouldn't be additional variables like um, like for example, oh, on Tuesday they were all spawning in this system. Like the, you know, it, the, the law of the law of randomness kind of and, and dice rolls kind of dictates that just because there have been lots of spawns in system a you shouldn't expect you know you know there's there's absolutely no evidence that there's going to be more spawns in system a tomorrow um and to know. a
4: degree yeah yeah and I'll, I'll absolutely to a degree that's absolutely right um and you know because react when it comes down to it you know, all the rules that we're talking about and, you know, how many spawn here and things like that, you know, I mean, all of that's governed by the RNG that we clearly don't know the details of, right? So in some ways, to your point, the by system state part of the tool is I wouldn't say the most useful, but that's probably the most scientific in those terms, right? In that, you know, we look at imperial shielding right now and in the last 24 hours, it's only spawned in none and boomstay. And I can run reports that go back, I mean, as far as I want, right? So I can run those and see, and I can tell you right now from what I've seen with imperial shielding, that is absolutely true. You'll see it in an election every now and then you'll see it in all states a little bit, right? Like I've seen it in civil unrest and, you know, in war states and all that where it normally wouldn't spawn. So there's, you know, of course, there's that randomness. It's more for to give commanders that have, you know, they're very new to this, that don't really get all this, especially when we add the auto routing tool, right? At least again, you know that it's been found in the system. And I, from, from my experience, there's not like a, a limit or a resource of, you know, if somebody's gathered, you know, 165 of them in Shin Mami, whatever it is, um, that means they're all gone, right? Um, I've yeah, used absolutely. the tool. Yeah, I've used the tool myself and gone, okay, let's go check that system. And damn near every time I do that, I find, you know, when I get to that system that it's suggested, I absolutely find them there, right? Because hmm. really what the issue is around getting the high grades to spawn, right? That's the hardest thing. And I find that when the when the tool tells me things have spawned in those specific systems, in fact, to say what, I'm in game right now, while we're tra- talking, I'll head to that system, um, the first run the list. And let's just see real quick, right? No reason to not try it. Yeah. Um, and um, so yeah, so that's why I've kind of always liked the idea of the tool. Um, and so far, those of us that have used it, the friends that helped me beta test it before we launched it have all found it very useful, right? Cool. Okay. To your point, with the randomness of the way the game works, it's hard to call anything scientific, right? You know, given given that. Um, but it's just to give you an idea of what's actually being you know being found out there.
5: Yeah, and it also um presumably it also removes uh, the capacity for error because if, yeah, you, exactly,
4: go, if exactly. you go by
5: wikis and stuff, you're kind of dealing in here and there is a lot that's of right. misinformation out there. So what you what you I I guess my I guess my point was I wasn't disputing that that there is definite utility to it. I no, suppose no, I was I got saying yeah. that it's the past performance is no indication of future success kind of thing.
4: Absolutely correct. And absolutely the And with the
5: nature of RNG. But but, but yeah. you're absolutely right yeah. there is a ton of there is a ton of use to being able to uh, to authoritatively say ah oh, well you know these are the systems that's worth me going to
4: yeah. And, you know, to, to your point, which, yeah, I, I completely understand the point, right, and get where you were going. Um, one of the reasons right now we only go back 24 hours is because the older the data gets, the the, the less valid it goes, especially after a tick over has happened. Um, yeah. And that's one of the features that we want to add in, too, is that you'll be able to say, you know, you won't be able to ever go any further back than the last tick. Right. Because obviously it doesn't make sense what happened two weeks ago. Cause it maybe it was the same system state, but you don't necessarily know. So yeah. if it's past the last tick over, it really is invalid at that point. Now, historically, like I said, when you look at the system by state information, that obviously does <laughs> m- remain valid, right? Because it was, it was whatever the state was at the time of collection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. Um. So, yeah, I get exactly where you're going. Right. And as you said, with people and it's been great what the community's done in terms of typing in on spreadsheets and, you know, and and kind of tracking the data. That's how we kind of have learned over time what the general system rules are like. But now. Be having a system that's tracking for this automatically. It's in a database. We know for a fact what people are getting. It's you know real world data from a broad, much, much larger. I think the last time I talked to Canon about it, this was a while back. There was something like twelve hundred commanders running the tool. I'm hoping that we can get the, the higher that number, the more people running the tool. Obviously, the better the data gets, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Interesting. Yeah.
2: So we've mentioned um, getting data, like data, data out of the system. Yeah. Yeah. What about you know? Because obviously it's all about me. What about my issues <laughs> with selenium? Yeah, um, with
4: selenium specifically. Um. So right, if we talk about raw materials and just briefly, um, again, I don't mean to keep plugging my video, but I do have a video that covers all of the materials. Um. It's I can't remember the if I remember,
2: I wa- <laughs> I actually I watched one of these videos. It's like you know for everything apart from selenium.
4: Yeah. And I was just yeah.
2: like watching. I was like what's what the. How do I do about selenium
4: then? Yeah, yeah. So let's talk specifically selenium. So there's two main ways that I pro- approach selenium. Um, if you literally just need a handful of selenium, right? Like specifically, you're going for selenium. You need, you know, you need nine to roll something up. You need 18. You need 27. Whatever it is, right? That you need a small group of it. Um, I I did recently do a video specifically covering selenium, and the way you're going to do that, if we want to get into very specifics, is um, you're going to use Commander Spanch's tool, right and So, in the Spanish tool, you're going to essentially be able to say, here's where I am. I'm looking for these landmark types. So it's any of the geological stuff, right? Like lava vents and geysers. And I can't remember all the different firmer rolls, all the different types. There's three or four. There's maybe one I'm forgetting. Um, You want planets with those that then have selenium at above. Generally, I use three and a half percent. Again, the tool lets you do all this and you guys can go. The video explains how to use the tool. It's pretty straightforward, All of that tool's kind of very oddly it's it's not a very standard written web tool but it works it works wonderfully um and then it will generate you a list of planets show you the distance from it the distance from the star and the percentage of selenium if you go to those sites which we did one earlier and actually that was by far the worst one that we've seen i headed to Delcar right after that and got much better spawns at Delcar than we were getting there Um, and when you get to the site anything that's like crystalline fragment needle needle crystals there's there's one more I'm forgetting that it's called, but it's definitely not the PCS. Not the yeah, 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 exactly. Right. Um, You want anything with needle crystal, crystal fragments. And again, there's one more I'm forgetting. Um, Those will all, they will always be, well, always is a strong word, usually be um, a very high grade, a grade four mineral, um, and almost always will be selenium. Sometimes you'll get a planet that will also have high, like cadmium we were getting at the other site. Um, you yeah. might get something high like that, but you're almost always going to get selenium. When I made the video in like 45 minutes, I gathered something like 60 selenium while I was doing it. Right, and yeah, so,
3: generally... I've got a planet that mm-hmm. is exceptional for selenium. I've got it a bookmark, so yeah. if you want to make me an offer, I'll tell
4: you the next. <laughs> uh,
2: it's okay, I'll, I'll try the exiguous method first. Not that yeah, I do planet- Sham.
4: No, and if that planet, for example, has um, certainly if that planet has biological, or excuse me, geological sites on it, Fantastic, right? Because yeah. the difference is if you go to just a planet that's got high, you know, high selenium, just period, right? The the negative there is there's good, since there's going to be other things, and you're basically going to be getting the, you know, the P- Pisces, how do you say it, cobalt and the chondrites and the, you know, the different things you get, you're going to also get a lot of other random things. If you go to one of the geological sites and you specifically farm the crystalline shards and needle crystals, and one of the other ones is I'm forgetting, if you specifically sh- farm those and those only you're i'm not going to say guaranteed selenium but the drop rate for selenium is going to be dramatically higher right so ultimately it's going to be a lot faster now if i can mention the second method and what personally i use is the fastest way to get selenium now this is a lot longer method but ultimately it's going to give you a lot better rewards are the crystal shards um, and so the crystal shard sites, the closest ones are about fifteen hundred light years away. So it's a, you know it's a decent hike to head a bit out of there. A hike. Um, yeah. So yeah, yeah. If you've got you know, I use a DBX with a almost seventy light year range, and so it's about twenty jumps. You know, if you even if you're in something low and it's thirty or forty jumps, you know, it's thirty or forty minutes to get out there. There's six different sites out in the area, so you're going to be there. I find that the whole loop takes about four, maybe five hours to do. Um, and so in that time, and by the way. I headed to that first system that was in the tool and I just found imperial shielding. I'm sitting here staring at five of them right now. So, and the timer, the one I dropped at had a 40 minute timer. So I would be able to farm this one empty and fill a hundred from this. Right. Just briefly, if I could mention that, if you guys know the method, um, the way to farm a high grade, let me just cover this with everybody. And let me also say, while this is going to sound, as people will say, kind of exploity, I actually opened a ticket with support with Frontier to confirm that there is nothing in this method that breaks the terms of service. And they confirmed that, um, which, by the way, you know I will never make a video <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Oh, wait, you're kidding, right?
2: <laughs> I mean, I should, should, oh. In your tutorials, we don't know where that talk site is anymore.
4: Uh, it's working just great for me. Okay, maybe it's my end then. Yeah, it's working um, fine for me as well, Ben. Okay, good, good. It's it's all hosted behind Cloudflare right now, so it'd be really rare if it actually fully went down. But yeah, it's, it's coming up for me. Okay, um, good. But anyway, here's, here's how you farm it. You drop it on the high group. By the way, if you're going out to get a bunch of these, take collector limpets. You do not want to have to manually scoop all this stuff. So I use two Class three collector limpets, so I have four active limpets. I do this in a Crate Phantom, my personal favorite ship for this. Um, you grab everything in the instance. Usually with Imperial Shielding, usually you get five. Sometimes you'll get three or four. Um, you grab everything, and as soon as you've grabbed everything, you exit to Desktop not just main menu like we normally what I've been starting to call the frontier flop we don't frontier flop we full exit the game okay so you exit a desktop you come back in as soon as you spawn in you'll just be sitting in normal space you charge for FST for super cruise jump but do not throttle up so you stay at zero throttle as soon as you're you know you hit the charge and it says ready to jump you boost which will get you to jump, but still leave you at zero throttle. That way, when you enter super cruise, you'll, you'll be sitting essentially still, you know, the 30 kilometers per second, you look on your left panel, there's going to be an unknown signal source. Usually it's right behind you. If you get lucky, it'll be in front of you. You target that. If it's behind you, you know, you fly away just a little bit. So you throttle up, then you flip back around, you drop in on it and bam, it will be the same exact material spawn again, assuming that the timer like again if you got to it and only had two minutes left you're not going to get any more out of it but if you'll get to it and it's got at least i find if it's got at least 15 minutes left you'll be able to get a hundred out of it so you just you just repeat this terrible horrible boring ass awful gameplay right which is i i joke a lot that there's days that i work elite and there's days that i play elite And whenever I work elite, and that's kind of a lot of what my channel's about, is I want to work it in the most efficient way so that I can work less and play more, right? So you do this for a little bit. I find that you can get 100 Imperial Shielding, and by by far, Imperial Shielding is the easiest thing to find. So you can get 100 of those in 20 minutes. Then if you need any other material, you can trade that down for 16 of any other grade five. So for example, if you need... Um, pharmaceutical isolators, right? Those are very difficult to find, right? Even with the tool, because the spawn rate on those is so low. Well, if you only need less than six, screw going to get those and looking for a couple, you know, 30 minutes to an hour to try to find them, go get sick, 100 Imperial Shielding, go trade down for 16 of them, and you're done. And you can do that in about 20 to 25 minutes. So, so that's the fastest way to do high grades or to do manufactured materials. And in fact, I don't do any other farming method for manufactured materials at this point. It used to be that we used Dab's Hope for things, right? Dab's Hope honestly doesn't make any sense any longer because you can... Get, uh, Real shielding or other grade fives core dynamics is another easy one to find quickly um you can get those so quickly that you um you don't have to deal with using Dav's Pope because trading down the rates are so fantastic like literally right now all of my manufacturer have at least 200 of all of them well say for the you know the grade threes are 200 the grade fours are 150 right but this that's by far the best way now sorry Let me switch gears back to the crystal shards, which is once you get out there, there's six different sites. It's every grade four raw material, except for selenium, as we've been discussing, right? Well, in that four or five hours, you will max out every other one of your minerals. When you then come back, and the way that I do it, to be honest, is I start my journey at a raw material trader so that once I farm the last of the six sites, I do the fast travel method back, meaning I slam myself into the ground and explode and spawn right back in the station, right? Because I've already done this once, flown back and sold the data. So there's no point in me doing that. I'm not trying to. Wasn't you know, I'm changed
2: master. so that you now nope. go to your recent, your
4: closest you one rather than your
2: okay, so if you're, closest you're saying, one?
4: No, here's how it works. So if there's a station in the system you're in, you will spawn in that station. If there's not a station in that system, you spawn in the last spawned station. And since those systems are so far out and have no stations in them, you immediately spawn right back in the station you left from.
2: Has that changed since DW2? Because I'm sure I remember people on DW2 essentially being teleported up to Colonia after they were past the halfway mark
4: maybe there's something different specifically about Colonia I've not personally tested this yeah. but I've used this method for like the last year and a half right? maybe even longer than okay. that right so yeah so I can't speak to Colonia but absolutely it works for these like for example the Jameson crash site um, I use that method to farm data there's no station in that system so I set off from DiaGuandry from Ray Gateway which is where a data trader is fly the two jumps to the Jameson site farm it for about 15 minutes self-destruct spawn right back at DiaGuandry. Right. So there probably, there might be some rule about, about Colonia because you're so far out and stuff. Um, I haven't personally tried that. So I can't say, but I know this method works. Right. Um, and so once you, you know, if you do that loop twice, which granted is 10 hours of gameplay. Right. So this is not something, you know, you're going to do when you need a few or that a, I would ever suggest for a brand new commander or anybody other than you're doing a lot of engineering would use. You do that twice really max out every single raw material you have. And because a lot of us, like say, for example, yttrium, the only thing yttrium is used for is jumponium, you know, boosted jumps. Well, I personally don't ever use that. A lot of commanders don't ever use that. So taking those 150 yttriums and trading them down for, I think it's something like 25 or 30 seleniums, and you do that. What I usually do when I, when I want to max out selenium is I go out there. Before I go, I trade down all of that I've got for either selenium or all the lower grade stuff, fly all the way out there spend the four or five hours, fill up everything else, come back, and again, trade down for selenium, and then bam, I'm maxed out on selenium, and then I've probably got still a lot of everything else left. Right? For most commanders, if you do that once, meaning you spend that 10 hours to do the whole thing twice, you do this whole process once, you might not ever need to farm raw materials for the next like two years, depending on how much engineering you do. Right, so it's it. There's a lot to it for that method, but ultimately, it's the most time efficient method, right? Because if you were going to try to go get that much selenium just by surface prospecting it, and you factor in all the other stuff you're going to get, it just doesn't make sense, right? It you know, for, again, for somebody that's going to do a lot of engineering, I think last time I looked, I've got something over twelve or thirteen hundred grade five modules. So when you're doing that level of insanity, you just you you're not going to do it on surface prospecting.
0: Right, well, um, if we can, uh, we would want to to touch on another of the videos that um, has been doing the rounds. Uh, Great. Now, we were quite uh, impressed with uh, not only the video, but obviously the commander who's who's running it, and that's Commander Gracchus. Uh, Absolutely.
4: Um, yeah, I'm glad we're bringing this up.
0: Yeah. Um, now, for those of you who don't know, would you um, like to basically – Uh, Explain who Commander Rackus is, Jerry Farris, and what he's got to deal with, and how he manages to. to play Elite.
4: Yeah, I'd love to. So um, Gracchus came to me, Jerry, again, Jerry Ferris, and we we tend to calling him Jerry because he does have an online presence. He's got his own website. So we've been using his name a bit uh, to help for that, right? Um, so he's a disabled gamer. So he suffers from spinal muscular atrophy, um, which is very similar to muscular dystrophy, right? So that essentially, it's a degenerative disorder. So it's left him, he's in his mid-40s, if I remember right. It's left him with essentially the ability to move his tooth thumbs. And that's basically it. Um, I, I also, I know he can't turn his head. He can nod his head up and down a little bit, but other than that, pretty much the only motion he's got is his thumbs. Um, he has this really slick little, um, I don't know exactly the name of it, but this little joystick or this little mouse contraption that he literally kind of dangles his thumbs in and it's laser based so that as he wiggles his thumb in it, it moves a mouse cursor on screen. And so that's the main way he interacts with his computer. However, the really the main way he does that is via voice using voice attack so as I understand it, he started using Voice Attack a couple of years ago, maybe as much as like five years ago. And during that time, became quite the Voice Attack expert. Um, and a lot of people kind of incorrectly think Voice Attack is kind of either specifically made for Elite or specifically made for gaming. And while that might have been where it started, it is an incredibly powerful scripting engine for anything you'd really want to do in Windows, right? Um, I mean, everything from adjusting the volume. Of a specific application to launching applications to API based stuff. It's, it really is incredibly powerful. In fact, I use voice attack only for scripting and for automating things. I don't use it at all for voice input, right? So you can just use it for, you know, keyboard macros or anything else. Well, because of that, a couple months ago, apparently, and I don't remember exactly who turned him on to Elite, but he's a big space nerd like all of us, and found out about Elite and decided he was going to play Elite. And so, through that time, from when he started, he's created a voice attack profile that lets him completely pilot his ship via voice. And what I mean by that is not request docking and let it request docking. I mean he literally says pitch up point one, roll right point three. And those point one or point three is the amount of in seconds, so a tenth of a second or of a third of a second, it executes that command. He can do things like repeat a command. So if he drops at a star, he can say y'all right point or y'all right three, repeat that, and it just starts repeating that command. So it's scooting him around the star until he tells it to stop. He can he can do essentially everything we can do. Right? He hasn't done combat before. Talk about that in a second because we're going to take him for some combat. Um, but while we while we were on stream discussing, you know, kind of how he does this and his disability and everything, we flew down to a planet. Got in our SRVs, drove around in our SRVs on a planet a bit. Got back in our ships, um, took back off, flew back to our station, to our home station, my player groups. And at the end, as we were kind of wrapping up and floating outside the station, and this is really the video that has has you know gone kind of as viral in our community as as a video goes. Um, he joked about or mentioned a story that in the past where he had um, uh, where he had bought a ship and forgotten his docking computer. Right? And by the way, guys, I'm pasting in the, the video URL into the Discord, if you guys are up for for posting that on stream. Um, and he, you know, he, he's telling the story again, how he'd forgotten his docking computer and that he had to do it manually. And it was how big of a pain in the ass it was. And he was barely able to do it in the 10 minutes that we get for docking. Well, me not really realizing what I was suggesting said, well, hey, since we're about to finish here, how about I shut up? We let you talk because obviously you know he's got to speak the whole time that he's playing why don't i shut up and oh and by the way i was restreaming his view at the same time so you could see what he was doing i said so why don't i shut up and let you land like let's 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 see an example of this i'm telling you in the next five or six minutes i, I saw one of those amazing things i've ever seen in elite as he literally talked his way through. He did it in about five minutes. So he shattered his previous record and it was actually a very smooth landing, right? It wasn't, he didn't faff around at the end. He pretty much nailed it right on the first try. And we just sat there gobsmacked, walked watching what he was doing, right. And realizing, you know, what we were seeing, right. You know, this is somebody that literally has the use of his two thumbs And he just landed a fucking spaceship, forgive my language, uh, landed a spaceship right in front of our eyes, just like any of the rest of us would. Right. And so I'll admit I had to mute my mic a couple of times because I was getting pretty emotional about it because it was really, really amazing, you know, to, to, especially to see live. And so I took, because it was, you know, like you guys streams, it was a couple of hour and a half or so conversation. I took just that chunk of it out, made a separate video of it, right. Just to, you know, just for, so folks could, you know, could see what an amazing thing we had just witnessed. Right. Um, And of course then, you know, we did our best to promote that as far and wide as we could so that you know that folks would see it. Um assume it's okay for me to bring up the next piece I'm about to bring up the GoFundMe piece. Yep, go yeah, on. that's what I okay. okay. was okay. gonna okay. move okay. it on to. Okay. Great, great. Yes. So uh, can I share yes, the, yeah, on go ahead. Well, I'd shared the link into the Discord with you guys, too, if you're up for sharing that. Um, so, you know, the next day after, you know, talking with stuff, this happened on a Friday, you know, talking to him about the equipment that he has and the hardships he faces, you know, kind of not being able to work and the little, the embarrassingly small amount of assistance he gets from our pathetic government. Um, and, you know, and what a challenge all of that is around his life. We thought, I thought well, hey, this is silly. Let's get a GoFundMe together. And at a minimum, let's get his, you know, now at this point, rather ancient computer, you know, let's get, let's see what our amazing community can do. Um, And so on Sunday afternoon, set up a GoFundMe, started with a $1,000 goal. We hit that in six hours, right? With, With sharing it in a handful of tiny discords, I tweeted it out. By the way, I'm, Very much assuming Jerry's not going to hear this, please. We're also, at the same time, we're trying to keep this a surprise from Jerry. The good thing in that regards is since he's so new to the game, he's not very connected to a lot of various discords. Um, He is Commander Gracchus. So if you're going to share this in Discord and you're hearing this, maybe please check your Discord and see if, make sure he's not in it um, so that we can kind of try to keep it secret from him. I would rather more people hear about it and this and the surprise be spoiled and us raise more money than you know than the opposite. Um, but we're we are hoping that right now the plan is on the twenty first. Um, we're going to do a big reveal, right? We've, I'm setting up some stuff with his friends to be at his house, you know, with with the computer that we get and all that kind of stuff to do, a, you know, a live stream and try to you know try to see what we can you know if we can create some more really good television. So you're speaking.
2: gonna do a Linus Tech Tips thing where you're gonna go along there and. Build- is PC, aren't
4: you? Kind, yes, exactly. So, what we've so right now, um, that we went past that thousand dollars, like I said, in the first six hours. Um, I upped that to two thousand. We're now all the way, I think last time I looked, we're at 1750, something like that. Um, and originally we were thinking of doing um, an Oculus Quest, so a VR headset for him. Um, turns out as I've learned more about his condition, that that's just not physically possible. Um, so instead, we're going to um, put that toward just a much nicer computer. Um, he also, and What and about uh, now, eye tracking software? Yep, yep. So he actually already has a Toby eye tracker. Um, he just got that and hasn't gotten it fully set up yet, but that's one of the things that will be set up certainly on the new computer and ready for him um, because, yeah, that's kind of an obvious that everybody went to rather quickly right Um, and uh, I've heard mixed things about Toby Um, I haven't used it myself so I can't really speak to it Um, but I got it's certainly something for him to try given that right Um, and so now the plan is to get him a rather nice computer um, a much nicer microphone because obviously he says he's interacting with the PC you know via voice right the higher the quality of the mic the better the the voice recognition is going to be potentially get him a pair of headphones that he, because during the stream there was, we had a lot of echo because his only option was to use speakers and so unfortunately I was echoing back pretty badly, but it just, you know, it was what it was. Um, And so potentially get him some earbuds. He can't wear normal traditional headphones, but potentially a pair of earbuds he can wear. Um, And then the other negative here, and I actually, unfortunately, it looks like we might not have a technical way around this, is he's got horrible internet access. Um, Right now he gets 5 megs down, 0.6 0. 0.6 megs up. And that's it. Um, and he has aspirations to start a YouTube channel, right, around gaming with a disability and around his voice attack profile, because we've already had a number of people, hey, you know, can I use that voice attack profile? You know, like, what can, Well, he share that kind of stuff? And yes, he absolutely wants to. Um, also, just as a quick aside note, I actually contacted Frontier just to confirm because there are some things you could do with voice attack that would violate the terms of service and you could kind of i could i was worried some being blunt asshole out there would think that you could build a bot out of this or there would be something illegal about it i confirmed with support that nope absolutely and of course um there's nothing that violates the terms of service so you're welcome to use this tool um and um so he's going to be sharing it well obviously if he wants to start a YouTube channel that's just not going to happen with that low of bandwidth, specifically on the upside right, um, so sadly today I was able to get his address and looked around at the options and it's partially he's in very rural southern United States, there's not any other option, uh, the next thing I'm going to look into is um, potentially even um, you know, uh, 4G internet via wireless or maybe even HughesNet satellite, something like that um, so we're planning to take a chunk of the money and if there's if there is a better option and pay for, you know, say six months of broadband to get him, you know, to help get him started. Right. Um, so that that's, that's what the money's going toward. If you haven't yet seen the landing video, please go watch it. I put a little setup at the beginning of it, just with some title cards to kind of explain what you're about to see. So, you know, so folks coming to it that didn't see the stream will, you know, will understand what it is um, because it, it, I mean, I really, really was amazing. I just, you know, as much as I can talk, I was just s- completely stunned into silence, sitting there watching it.
0: Yeah, I must admit, um, whenever we watch um, streams like this, because there is, um, as you know, special effect who uh, who do work with Frontier. Uh, they do practically. Exactly the same kind of work, and you know, some, I wonder whether or not be interested. Well, unfortunately, I think Special Effect is a UK only charity. But I think
4: it is, yeah, and they're on my list. I they're not actually to UK only yet. yet, Colin. Oh. They are doing more
2: stuff in the US, but they're, they're definitely primarily UK.
4: Yeah, there's a there's another one here in the states called Able Gamer um, that um, again I haven't had a chance to speak with those folks yet. I just didn't get time yesterday, and as late as it is today, I might not get time to speak with them today either. But that's definitely on my list to reach out to. Um, we've had a few people reach out that are. Yeah, I had a guy that was a manager at a Best Buy who was, hey, if you know, once you get ready to buy parts, ping me and you know, let's see if there's you know if I can get you a better price on on things that I could get elsewhere. Uh, I'm going to try to talk to Micro Center is a big PC warehouse here in this parts of the united states and where i live Uh, i'm going to reach out to the local um, micro center try to get a manager on the phone and explain the whole story and who i am and see if they're willing to sponsor anything like linus tech tips recently (laughs) did a sponsorship with them Um, so we're basically just going to see how we can make the most of whatever we raise you know to do the most that we can for jerry right because it's it's just such a great story and one of those where you know it reaffirms how amazing the community here can be Mm. Um, I'm just picturing
2: actually reaching out to stuff, you know, his internet problem sounds like it's ideal what
4: Starlink is trying to solve
2: when they come about.
4: Um, sure, absolutely, right, because, um, you know, people in rural parts of the United States, um, I'm I'm in kind of a little bit of a rural area, but nothing like that. I mean, I can actually get gigabit, even, so I was really stunned, um, I and mean, he is in a very, very small town, I was really stunned that, that that really was, you know, when he finally got me his address, I was thinking, okay, great, you know, I'm going to be the hero here and find him something, oh, shit, there really isn't anything better than this, <laughs> is there, right? So, you know, um, other than and I have not looked into four G and stuff. Unfortunately, here in the states, I think that's you guys don't five we do, well we do in some small places but certainly not where he is right if you can't right. get you know if you can't get true bar- broadband that's just not an option yet um, and I think with 4G the data caps and and the upload speeds and stuff like that are probably not the right solution either uh, potentially Hughesnet satellite might be that, that's one of the ones I'm going to look into here pretty quickly um, so um, so we'll just have to see but it's a great cause you know it's it's you know not something that I've ever done before right setting up a goFundMe and, and trying to fundraise for some Somebody. And fortunately, as great as everybody's been, it's been really easy. Like it's been a blast to every now and then go and refresh the site and see that, okay, yep, we got another couple hundred dollars. We got another hundred dollars here. We've had a couple folks uh, donate a hundred bucks. We've had two generate or donate 150, and one gentleman donated 200. So we've had some really generous folks out there.
0: That is, that is um, very gratifying to hear because, you know, after, after hearing so many negative stories in the press about gamers, um, it is very nice to come across all these positive ones where a community does help out. Um,
4: it really is yeah yeah. yeah. you know even in our own community there can be a very a very small minority who can be very toxic about things around the game just in general um, to then have you know the larger community show up and and act this way for you know for somebody they don't know just somebody they want to chip in 10 bucks here 20 bucks there uh, yeah it's been really you know really really refreshing to see um, you know to see that and I, I'll admit I'm not completely surprised at all right I, I, I didn't think we'd blow past a thousand dollars in six hours that impressed me um but yeah the notion that people are giving and want to help somebody like this doesn't surprise me at all
0: well um i think what we'll do is we'll we'll leave at that moment because uh uh, time is beginning to uh to to move on um so we will just quickly cover the community news, which has been happening in the last last week or so. The um, first thing, Ben uh, and uh, X, X. Oh, Plumenek
4: X, <laughs> X. Just X. X. OK. <laughs> uh,
0: you two would like to talk
4: about Game Glass quickly. I'll let Ben start. You guys probably know it a little better than I do. Um Ben? You want to talk about the new themes and things?
2: Yeah, it does help if I go off and unmute my microphone again, doesn't it? Ah, right,
0: okay. Usually live radio, then.
2: Being prof- being professional as ever. Uh, Game Glass have, are, have done an update and are doing a, doing more of an update, basically. Uh, I think, as I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, they the, after a few people going off and saying, hey, you know what would be great? We don't actually store our logs where it is. And like an hour or so later, they'd figured out, yeah, this is the right way we're going to do it. And it'll be in, and it was there about two days after. Um, they're also working with a bunch of elite players, basically trying to work out what they want. Uh, one of the things that a lot of folks have been asking for is different themes. Um, as they mentioned, you know, we've got the orange and green and we've got the elite theme essentially, but they are working on new themes as well. So that's going to be coming up soon. um, a simple thing that people were asking for was, can I have a super cruise button while I'm in my exploration shard? So they've they've thankfully gone off and done that because you know saves you having to go off and change your shards, and that's that was an easy win for them. Um, but probably the biggest thing that they've gone off and done, and this is going to be coming up in March, is they're having the ability for game class to work with your setup. As opposed to your setup having to be adapted for game glass. Which is a much better idea than Yeah,
4: I mean, I'll admit yeah. personally that was that was my biggest single complaint. Um, and one of the biggest You know, comments that I got on the video that I did about it. Um, You know, the fact that you do have to, you know, bend to their will, so to speak, and you know, and manage their bindings. I mean, I I get why. I mean, if you remember back in the day with um, when Voice Attack first came out, you know, we had to do something similar, right? If you weren't using the 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 default binds, Voice Attack wasn't going to work. And fortunately, because Elite gives us the two columns in bindings, right? You can usually, even if you've got custom stuff, you can usually put in a second. I mean, you could put in a second bind for anything, and usually. You're, you're probably not going to have a conflict, but yeah, the notion that you've either got to go through that big spreadsheet or you've got to manually, you know, go, go into binding, click this, press the button, and gain glass glasses obviously a little suboptimal. Um, I'm hoping they do it in the way that VoiceTech does it, right, where they have an importer that just reads in the binding file. Um, it makes and, so much sense. You know, doesn't yeah, it? yeah, and they, I mean, they know that. I gave, um, I gave um, the guy. I'm not going to Drake him I think is Drake, his name.
2: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: He did like called, that. Right yeah, oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. Um, and Come on um, to you know, it. I Great. gave there. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, I gave him a bunch of that feedback and said, you know, hey, these are the these are the things that I see that could be improved, and that was easily the biggest piece of, uh, of feedback that I gave. Right? Is that yeah. that's what's going to turn most commanders off? So I know they're actively working on that, and that is part of the roadmap. You know, they they did Star Citizen first and came to came to Elite second. So you know, happy to give them a little time to know to work that kind of stuff out exactly excellent um well uh, moving on from there um
0: i actually had a bit of a chat with commander Thane this week um uh, about uh, escape velocity uh and he does have a little bit of news he has confirmed that season four is still being worked on it's it's not a dead project but there are a couple of issues with it at the moment one he's got a new full-time job which means that there's less time to spend on Escape uh, Velocity, and the fact that the cast have now dispersed to the far ends of the country. <laughs> so, um, well, we'll keep uh, people uh, up to date with uh, the next season uh, as, as, uh, as things progress. But uh, it's just to reassure fans of Escape Velocity that it is not being forgotten; it is still being looked at. So, um, Grant, uh, do you want to uh, bring us all up to date on Operation Hot Mess?
1: Sure, why not? Um, he said, unmuting himself as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a, a, it was a such a Mickey Mouse operation, oh, are not it? I, I what well, I did I accidentally, you know, muted myself rather than unmute myself. So one of those one of those mistakes. Uh, right. Okay. So so far, the uh, hot mess uh, project has gone on, and yet still people are are doing it, um, and I don't understand why but I totally salute you mad buggers. No, uh, 25,211 mugs have been delivered, which represents 45.62% of stations have now been mugged. Uh, so the total systems is 8,292 systems of 20,609. So we are 40.23% of the way through. Um, and that's, what, three weeks? That is impressive Uh so, three more weeks and it might just be done, or will it be six? I think we'll probably need a few extra weeks as people are going to be burning out. People, the likes of, let's have a look and see, um, people the likes of Doc Jack or Montgomery Python who have managed to deliver personally, uh, between the two of them, over 2,300 mugs themselves. Crazy, crazy people. And then behind them, we've got Rinse Winkum uh, on 700, uh, Time Raider 585. So some amazing performances going in there. If you want to get involved, this is another app that we use, the Hutton Helper, which uh, also hooks in through the EDMC. So you'll also be helping... Um, Commander Exegius as well by um, sending data in from the systems as you visit them Um, we're we're calling this the uh, hot mess but it's also the uh, galaxy wide census as um, some of the stations (laughs) have not had visitors for a number of eons Uh, so um, it's quite a good way of mapping the data of the entire galaxy uh, at one time so yep that's how we're doing Uh, just under 50% done which is awesome
0: fantastic news there on the subject of something awesome um and a little bit off topic spider-man games um those that do the edrpg their latest kickstarter project um is still ongoing it has 15 days to go and it has raised oh hang on it's gone up it no it's gone up again Hang on a sec. Five hundred and thirty-three thousand six hundred and fifty-one pounds so
5: far. <laughs> I, I hope. I hope they're able to cope. <laughs> That's amazing. Absolutely breathtaking.
1: They are professionals. Uh, they are. They went through a, a phase there where there was a whole load of feedback and desire for particular stretch goals and things that people wanted, like a center tile mm-hmm. piece that would allow them to expand the board. They went away, they cost it, they did their sums to make sure that it would all be manageable and correct. They will take into account fees, they have a marketing company as well, they've got budgets for the whole thing. They're doing it correct, 100%. So um, the more people that get involved in this, this is not a project, and this is maybe a a prediction, maybe too far, but I'd say this is not a project that will disappear. It will not fail. It will this is um, what's beautiful about it and I love about it, is this is John and Oliver, and this is a dream come true. So back them, help them start bringing us amazing stuff from this point forward for the future of the ideas that are in John and Oliver's heads. They have so many ideas for new games, for new equipment like this stuff. Uh, And this is the launching pad that should have been EDRPG, that should have been Elite Battle Cards, but some messy little-minded troll ruined it for them, and uh, it's nice to see them back on track with something that I've ordered, because I I need that in my life. and It's going to be amazing. It's a pillbox-proof your board games. Everyone needs to pillbox-proof your board games.
0: <laughs> Pilbrox bill proof yes i must admit all my all my pieces of beer proof as well so yeah <laughs> so yeah fair play to uh john and oliver there cuz it it's oh it's so gratifying to see this this um this working so well for them so um uh, i guess I, that is the end of the community news uh so it just um, I should just say, does anybody have any um, unfinished business that they would just like to, to touch on before I go for the shout-outs and r- run, wrap the game up?
1: Yes. Not for Thir- me. I for can, I can, can I just say that the uh, GoFundMe is now $30 away from... Uh, I just Hitler. saw
4: that, yeah. I don't know if a, I don't want to say the full name, but I don't know if a Grant is here on stream and, and heard, <laughs> but I just looked and and yeah, uh, Grant just made a rather large donation. Oh, somebody else just did as well. So yeah, you literally we're th- that t- 30 bucks away from the $2,000 goal. Uh, Does Grant just want to amazing. out himself? Yeah, well, and Robert and Thomas as well. Let's see. Grant the, is psycho the- just. Oh, okay, okay. Well, the fantastic psycho. Thank you very much. Very, very generous of you.
1: That's not letting me out myself. That's just throwing me under a fucking bus. <laughs> <laughs> and this is why you wind ben. up getting cow skins. Ben, you have just doxed.
2: <laughs> cows doxed himself years ago.
1: Yeah. I mean, um, not only me, Ben can like shock I mean, I can me as if he was to
2: name. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I'm not going to go off and say Shan's real name is John Smith or anything like that. Yeah, that would be doxing you.
0: Oh dear, okay. We're not going to be doing any doxing. No. Um, It's bad enough last week. Anyway. (laughs) um, Okay. Um, Quick shout-outs then. Uh, We have our sister station, the Hutton Orbital Radio, which broadcasts on a Thursday at uh, 8.30 p.m. GMT. You can tune in at tv.forthemug.com, or if you just want the audio, go to radio.forthemug.com. For the discerning commander who likes a bit of CQC action, check out the CQC Discord at Discord.me slash EliteDangerousCQC. If you want to get yourself a uh, a decent uh, CQC match, they're still able to uh, help arrange them quite quickly. Now, following on from this, we have the latest Galnet news by Commander Witherspoon. Um, now, we ha- I have to say this to Commander Witherspoon. Um, sorry, we forgot. Totally. Um, we didn't mention Commander Witherspoon at all during the live stream with Frontier. I am now dreading what his top top story news is going to be because he said he will get revenge. He'll probably get revenge by claiming that the Loose Screws podcast is better than us, but uh, hey-ho. <laughs> <sighs> yes. So I'd, I'd just like to personally apologise to beat for this because basically, oh, that, that it was a bit manic, and I did forget, and I should have put them in the notes, and I am so sorry, <clears throat> my fault.
3: In all serious, though, so Colin. I mean, the idea already has been going on so long, and I think it would take us hours to go through and thank everyone who has been, contributed to the show, and yes, and we, you know, we know we the special and stuff. But there are just so many. So I'm not surprised you forgot. There you go. I'm banning you out, Colin. You can pay me later. But yeah, you
0: <laughs> you do anything you do anything for a quick couple of credits, wouldn't you? Yeah, oh, dear. Well, quick couple of million anyway. Uh, so we just like to take this opportunity to thank all those who have chipped in on the Twitch chat and uh, all the in-game commanders that have flown past me outside live station while 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 waving. Uh, but. Uh, here, uh, yeah. that's it for another episode of Live Radio. If you'd like to get in touch with the show, then you can email info at com, hit us at facebook.com slash radio, tweet us uh, on at, at radio, and you can join our Discord server by going to discord.io slash radio. We have a TeamSpeak server where commanders like to come out, uh, come out. No, they like to hang out and chat. Uh. Do
2: you want to come out too? (laughs) Carl, shall I I, I, take
1: over?
0: No, it's fine, Ben. It's funny It's funny how you want to take over when I said the word, come out.
1: To be honest, do you do you have something you want to share with us all, Colin? Because that did sound like you'd created your no. own segue. This is a <laughs> circle of <laughs> <life>. <laughs> Don't worry, Colin, it's all the rage now. Just ask me <laughs> to you.
3: Yeah, I don't have a gopher. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you have your it hand
0: on a different sort of topic. Okay. <laughs> oh, no! No! <laughs> Uh, Right. We also have a TeamSpeak server (laughs) where commanders come to hang out and chat, where you can find at teamspeak.laveradio.com. It is also shared with the Hutton orbital truckers, so you have been warned. Now, do get in touch with the show if you have any questions or if there's anything you'd like us to discuss in a future episode. live on a tuesday evening at 8 30 p.m gmt and streamed out at laveradio.com slash live so thanks to commander x Ex- oh for goodness sake <laughs> commander, x. X. There you go. commander x there you go oh, I need a tongue transplant this one doesn't seem to fit anymore um commander psycho commander shan uh commander Edelweiss, and uh, commander Sovereign. Uh, and, th- and thanks to Cal for doing all the tech as usual and um, also we'd like to just thank Stephen and Will who have been making a special appearance all the way through the entire show on the Twitch chat channel and they don't know about it yet <laughs>
3: <laughs> I must have the tiredest wrists of anyone at the moment looking at how ben, long shush. Ben shush Bite down! Right now. I'm just saying, they've been, they've been fiddling with their wrists all three. <sighs> Colin, you're
2: the one who's been all about coming out. <laughs> what? What's that going to do with it? Anyway, before
0: this gets even worse, until next time, commanders, fly safe, and if you can't do that, fly dangerous.
1: Hooray! Bye, guys.
7: Is your life like this? It's almost like having an orange inserted
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Need a safe one space, get me
7: Digest 11th of February 3306. We read the news so you don't have to. In this week's news, the blankest blankness. We read it. Dinner with the devs. Lave Radio releases Commander Wotherspoon. The blankest blankness. After a little over five years of Galnet news bulletins, on Friday, 14th of February, we're likely to see a momentous event, something that Commander Factabulous describes as the most exciting thing to happen this year. On the 14th of February, the only two Galnet articles published this year will be more than a month old and will consequently no longer appear as news on the Galnet page in the right panel or in station services. There will be no articles for Amy the Galnet newsreader to read. The automated Thargoid and Powerplay reports will continue to tick over, but the Galnet journalists will have done nothing, absolutely nothing, for a whole month. Not one word of news or comment about the galaxy for an entire month. Have they explained the apparent lies about the Thargoids leaving the Pleiades? They have not. Have they explained why Thargoids can now only be found much closer to Marope than previously? They have not. Have they explained why Thargoid incursions have just in the past two weeks become dramatically more difficult to fight off, and why the Thargoid incursions now continue for more than a week? They have not. Have they explained the changes to supply and demand for rare mined minerals, or that there appear to be some inconsistencies about the price offered for rare minerals? They have not. Have they explained anything about any subject at all to anyone? They have not the entire complement of Galnet journalists has spent the whole of the last four weeks locked in a room at Hutton Orbital, ostensibly writing news stories about all the interstellar initiatives that are filling the inhabited bubble with interest... And planning coverage of the major news events that are anticipated at the end of thirty three o six but actually they have been drinking themselves under the table with bottle after bottle of Centauri Megagin and singing lewd songs about Ashling duval's Blue Merkin. Meanwhile, Galnet management have been preparing the case to close down Galnet permanently, arguing that they have the figures to prove that commanders don't read Galnet anymore reddit new stories on Reddit this week courtesy of Stuart GT following on from the success of the asps in front of things photojournalism series reddit is now proud to present asps behind things where the view remains totally unspoiled by ugly looking ships that look like an elephant stood on them and following on from the After Mining Void Opals for 30 Minutes I Can Finally Afford a Federal Corvette, we now have After Fighting the Thargoids for a Week and Living Through 253 Rebuys, I Can Finally Afford a Sidewinder. Please upvote. Dinner with the Devs The Pilots' Federation is holding an auction for the very worthwhile charity Special Effect, an organisation well-known for its large and friendly exclamation mark. Amongst the items on offer are a zoo-themed winciette, nightgown and pillow set, a bag full of dinosaur bones, a Planet Coaster custom sick bag, and, most excitingly of all, dinner with the developers, a prize clearly placed to create the impression that there are still developers working at the Pilots' Federation, all appearances to the contrary, notwithstanding. Whoever wins the prize will suffer a little accident at the hands of dastardly Don Antonacci's fixers, and will therefore be unable to reveal the truth. Lave Radio releases Commander Wotherspoon. Members of the Lave Radio crew are reported to have released Commander Wotherspoon following his abduction by Commander Phoenix Defar, the paramilitary wing of the podcast. Charged with asserting that the Loose Crew's podcast is better than Lave Radio, Commander Wotherspoon is believed to have been chained to a radiator and forced to play the Elite Miniatures game until he agreed to sign a retraction. Following his re education, he freely acknowledges that Lave Radio easily wins the category of Best Space Sim Podcast with a regular segment about bathroom renovations. For clarity, then, Lave Radio is the best show this side of DeSo, no matter what side of DeSo you're on. Loose Screws is the best American Elite Dangerous podcast, and Guard Frequency is the best damn Space Sim podcast ever. Elitacast is the best Spanish-language Elite Dangerous podcast, and Sagittarius Eye is the best Elite Dangerous podcast published quarterly. And Radio Sidewinder is the best podcast that hasn't had an episode published for more than two years. And that is this week's Galnet News. Galnet News, we read the news so you don't have to.